Next question, Jeff, where are you? Right there. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I mean, thank Take you. Take it easy, man. Thank you, all guys. Y'all are awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Funk, for saying what needed to be said. I don't want to see another one of these. Well, all right. Thank you, wrestling fan. Wow. Thank you, wrestling boot band. Oh, man. I mean, both of them. I I was a little... that That's too much going back to back with those two. You're all hyped up on the... Are you hyped up on that? No. It's about death. What yeah. am I thinking? No God, I got the wrong song. I'm sorry. I've been listening. This is part of a whole album from, of yeah. course, Hulk Hogan and the wrestling yeah. boot, boot band. band. Right. Like, well, we were going to start with... The classic "I'm a Real American," but I, I unearthed this gem, and I was like, "No, Griff, we have to do Hulkamaniac in Heaven." Yeah, you said, Griff, if you're a Hulkamaniac fan and you happen to die tomorrow, what what would you say about yourself? And I said, "Well, I'd be a Hulkamaniac going to heaven." And that there we go. That now that's what led us to Hulkamania in heaven. And it was funny because that one song led me down this rabbit hole of wrestler albums I never knew existed. What was going on? I don't know. Jerry the King Lawler has an album. I knew about that one, actually. Of course, Randy Savage has his rap album he did. Yes, I knew about that one. And then I one thing I did not know. It was only released in Japan, but the Funkster himself, Terry <laughs> Funk, Terry did. Funk. He was spitting fire in the mic for this album called Great Texan. You know? And I check it. It's on YouTube. Please, I, I implore you to listen to it, especially the song We Like to Rock. Because it rocks. Because it rocks. I I mean, I want to keep this on the wrestling here, but I got to derail for a minute. Okay. It's finally springish time in Michigan. We got sun. There's sun outside. It, it's yeah. for sure. Well, it's going to be cold tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be cold tomorrow. Yeah, that sucks. But, you know, we got baseball back. And I just got to say, Tigers fan, watching these Tigers. Fox Sports is the worst company ever. They have hired... Like, we got rid of two people from our telev- television crew that I never cared for and replaced them well, with... Apparently, they didn't care for them each other, either. It's yeah, a yeah, this fight. apparently. But now they got Jack Morris, ex-baseball grade, Tiger grade as well. But this guy is such a fucking tool. He won us a World Series, bro. Great. 
great. <laughs> yeah, I, we haven't I, had one of those in 35 years. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. What have you done for me lately? And all he's done for me lately is make watching the games on TV all the worse. Because he's got that craggy face? No, I don't have to see his face. Okay. I just have to listen to him say douchey things like he. Uh, they're playing the Yankees for this series. So they got uh, you know one of the good great pitchers of the Yankees, uh, David Cohn, who's working on their television or radio crew, and he interviews him and he says, "What batter did you most fear, and what batter did you you know did you not like to face or whatever?" And so David Cohn going along with it says, "You know, oh Ken Griffey because I most feared because you know he just had the long ball potential on him, and uh, Tony Gwynn because you just." Tony Gwynn just hits everything. So you're like, oh, okay. So Jack Morris is the you know, partner with his, you know, for his Televast crew. Asked him, oh, who did you most fear as a pitcher? And he goes, I didn't fear anybody. It's like, you just interviewed this guy with that question, and he went along with it, and you can't go along with it? He killed it after that. Like, he wouldn't say he didn't fear a batter. He's like, you can't play this game and fear anybody. That's right. And I was like, mute. I'm done. I can't stand you. They they tried to get him out there last year. I hated it. Now he's on there like all the time. Still hate it. Anyways. So, our European ba- listeners are riveted by oh that Oh, my story. God, I know. I got to get back into hate problems, though, because last mm. week I, just, I, I brought out some hateful words. Yeah, you, were, you were awful. I was awful. I was awful to, towards Ronda Rousey specifically. Right. I posted about it on Instagram. I spelled her fucking name wrong. So mm-hmm. strike one on Griff, right. you know, but it's just you taught me so much about I had her. To, I had to off camera, off camera, off, off, camera. Mi- off microphone. I had to explain, break it down for yeah, her. Yeah, you broke it down for me. You explain. This is like a new age. She's kind of like, she's like Frankenstein she's in that she's a monster. But then when I tell you why she's a monster, you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. She's a misunderstood monster. Yeah. Again, I, I related it to Tanya Harding, where it was just like, people just didn't understand that she's this crazy character. It's like, she was pushed hard into the direction, instead of figure skating, into judo. Right. And you explained how she's actually a medaled Olympian. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy. I didn't know all this shit. First American woman to medal in judo. I just... She's inspiring. legit. I mean, she... she just, people assume just because she got... She got literally beat up her last two UFC yes. fights, but... It still doesn't mean it's like when people say the Buffalo Bills stink when they made four Super Bowls in a row because they lost them. Yes, they're still the second best team. Yeah, in the league. You and know, one of those years they lost their quarterback for the playoffs and still made it for the Super they Bowl. They came back from like a forty, like they were down by like forty points at the half. Yeah, they won. were nuts. So, yeah, so fuck yeah. everybody. Enjoy the goddamn ride. You know. So right. apologies out to Rhonda because of yeah. course she listens. I mean, she tweets us. She all does. The time she loves me. Oh, She's like, right. "Fuck that partner." Here. She's goes, trying to get. I, you. And you know what? I explained it. I you to her. I'm like, "You don't understand him. He's a monster too." But <laughs> but let me explain it, and she'll probably send you on Instagram uh, uh, apology. Okay, that's that's great. I didn't know she was talking shit about me. To her, no, she's she's sensitive soul. She's not okay. this hard ass everyone thinks she is. She's a you, sensitive you know, woman. Thought she was a hard ass, but. Mm. Uh, We'll get back into wrestling, because last week you did kind of your past introduction right. into wrestling. Of course, I went to a wrestling show. This was already like when I was years invested into it. I'd, I'd gone from WCW to WWF, so... You had to. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. because, I mean, eventually, as we talked about before the show, Vince bought WCW. Yeah, he owns everything. So I, I, I 
this might have been before that time. I'm pretty sure it was because I think I was still in uh, junior high school. But I, I, of course, went to a show they had at Joe Louis Arena. I was telling you last week about how my cousin bought, you know, the Rocks Poontang Pie T-shirt. Yes, and it started like very a, classy. Like it's I noticed, almost as classy as my Pantherhead T-shirt. <laughs> I got. It. I, uh, I, I had a good laugh because for the next month at school, people would try to wear that shirt, and every time a teacher would be like, turn it inside out. God, you can't wow. wear that. Can't wear that. Teacher, leave those kids alone. But um. I mean, it, it was cool to go see it alive and everything, but really, my roots of wrestling got started with an old classic, and I went back and I've been watching like various clips of his and everything because I, you know, I I didn't really know. I thought he started in WWF. I didn't know he started in WCW. And when I got on the bandwagon, he was I think fighting. I know what you're talking about. Uh, you probably do. Yeah. He was fighting the NWO all by himself, pretty much. And so that started kind of like this weird obsession with these characters who aren't good or evil. They're just like there to set the scales to level. They're called tweeners. Tweeners. They're in between. Sure. And, of course, that's Sting. Mm, I thought you were going to say DDP. Well, DDP I fucking loved, but I think he, he kind of flipped. You, but you know, I actually remember, I remember when Sting was a bad guy. Yeah, I don't. And that's when he had he had the buzz cut bleach blonde yep. hair, and then he became a good guy. Yes, that's the thing I remember. I I, I know you're talking with the crow era yep. thing, but yeah, it was it was so cool see, because he would do all these things. But he like, didn't. He, he never fought them. He would just appear. It was, I was I was like I wasn't super invested as you were, but I was watching like on and off in that yeah. time. He and, he would fight from time to time. I think he had to take a year off for an injury. But he would still make a lot of these random yeah, appearances right. and just own all the NWO, which was would be in the ring. Well, he like, was like playing mind games with them. Yes, like, he, he would, would do a lot of uh, it. Was very Shokazugi. Yes. Um, but he would like drop in from the rafters. He'd have a baseball bat, and you know, you just start going to town on people. There's great clips of him out there. The one time a Sting clone comes crashing through the ring from the rafters. And the NWO are all in the ring, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Because he's there. There's literally crater in the in the ring now. They all look at him, and they're like, "Oh, whatever." I think they like pull him up or something, and they're just like, "It's not really him." And then he pulls off a mask to reveal that he still has the sting. <laughs> there was just a lot of goofy. I was so into it, but really, it was like this whole thing of because the NWO was pretty much all WWF castoffs. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, well, it, Kevin I, Nash, Razor Ramon. Eventually, it was like half of the WCW roster was like NWO. That's what ruined the NWO. Yeah, it got way too big. But like Sting started winning champion, like the heavyweight championship from the NWO, and it was like a big moment for WCW because it's like we're beating the WWF mm-hmm. in this, you know, but Sting was just fucking cool. The Scorpion Death Drop was awesome. I don't think there's enough DDTs in wrestling nowadays. All I see now there's, are people kicking each other there, in the face. There's too much Ric Flair chopping on the chest. <laughs> Way so? too much. Like, only Ric Flair should be allowed to do that. I don't, everybody does it now. Right. Stop it. I. Eh, there, There is a lot of chopping. 
I, I mean, you got Matt Hardy back now, so he's doing like the various counts that he There's does. A lot of like thigh slapping too oh, to yeah. try to create yeah. that sound effect. They didn't do that in my day. Where you're like, yeah, and yeah. It's like it's really lame. Stop. <laughs> Don't like that. No. I think some of the moves are too acrobatic, and so there's they, a lot more stopping. Well, they look very because they're so acrobatic. They look very choreographed. Like it does not look like they look like two guys working together it, instead yeah. of against each other, which is what the illusion is supposed to be. Yeah, it's not as fluid. It, it, like some people make it look so good, but then last night when I when I caught some of SmackDown, it was like an eight v eight. I said interracial, <laughs> but I was like, describing it to my brother, which is technically correct. Okay. But uh, I meant uh, intramural. There was various men and women involved in this tag match, and I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Uh, it was it was pretty weird. Okay, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, much of it either, because they cut to commercial in the middle of it. Mm. So I saw mostly Pizza Hut commercials. Hey guys, guess what? Stuff crust is still around. And you know what else is about to be around? We got anu- another Hulkamaniac. Another Hulkamaniac. We got a nice. Uh, we're skipping the trailer again this week because it's wrestling week. Yeah. We got WrestleMania on the horizon. So this week, we're uh, gonna. Have, this is this episode. It's point counterpoint. We're gonna let Hulk Hogan have his say, and then we're gonna have my man Doctor D David Schultz. I just have to warn everybody. This might shock you. This is a very 80s promo. <laughs> it is very 80s. And Dr. D was not known for being politically correct. Yes. In fact, he was the guy. This is when I started watching wrestling. He thought, this is why he got fired from the WWF, because he was going to be the next big guy to fight Hogan. Really? Okay. So 2020, that, that, that like investigative journalism show. He they, reminds me of Brock Samson. They were that curly hair. Yeah. They, he <laughs> could have been an inspiration for it. So they were doing an expose on wrestling. Because this is when wrestling got huge that first time when I got into wrestling. And so there's this guy, John Stossel, who was like, he was like, you're Bill. He, looked, he had the mustache and everything, just like you. And he was like, you know, this is all fake. And he's like talking to Dr. D like behind backstage. And Dr. D goes, is this fake? And then he just bitch slaps the dude <laughs> right across the fucking face and fucks the dude up. And, it, and then... What the the the, what the story Doctor D tells, and I believe him. You gotta believe the doctor. You gotta <laughs> believe any wrestler that's a doctor, whether it be Doctor Tim Graham or Doctor D. You gotta <laughs> believe that Vince McMahon told him to do that because they had to keep it real. You know, this is back when we didn't we didn't say it was wrestling. It wasn't sports entertainment. You pretended this shit was. It real. was so much easier to so you, fade you, back into obscurity. You had to protect the business. Yeah. So, and I totally believe him. But of course, Vince McMahon threw him to the wolves. He's like, "You're out of here." You're fired. Really? And then that John Salsa guy sued him, and he was, you know, classic, like, oh, I, you know, I can't, I have my, my equilibrium's off now, like, this making up shit. He just got slapped. Man. But, yeah, so, we're going to we're gonna give you first classic Hulk Hogan promo, very topical. Very Even topical. though it came out, like, 30 years ago. You're going to enjoy that? There's some name drops you might recognize. And, and if you do not like that promo, Dr. D will... We'll speak for you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll help kind of level the playing field. So let's hear that, Griff. Yep. 
There we go. Speaking of the Hulkamaniacs, Hulk Hogan, we have seen him here at Atlantic City, and I know millions others are watching very intently all around yeah, the world. But if you looked in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little hulksters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is gonna break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin them, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. Unreal, Donald Trump, uh, one of the Hulkamaniacs. There he is right there, Hulkamaniac. You really think so? Absolutely. Dave, the Redneck Schultz, as the fans call you, you see something like this happen, it's got to be upsetting to you. It don't upset me at all, baby. Let me tell you, I think it's great. You know what I mean? If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he said, get out. He shouldn't come out here. Last time I was in San Francisco, I went downtown looking for a woman. You know what I mean? I wanted a woman. I couldn't find a woman. I found a lot of men that look like women. Now you, Hulk Hogan, you belong in San Francisco. What's wrong with you, Gene? I'm telling you like it is, baby. You belong in San Francisco. That's your kind of place. That's your kind of people because you've never had a woman, baby. And now I'm challenging you. I'm challenging uh, you right uh, now. All right. Of course, this movie is going to start immediately. With a wrestling match. Right. We got to let you know what's going on. I love how Hogan really, his first starring role, he really stretched himself. He's like. Was this his first role? His first starring role. He was in Rocky Three. Uh, oh, uh, okay, okay. This was his break. This was the movie, Like I, I think I said last week, that made me stop watching wrestling. You did say that. Um, Not really, but yeah, this was, when I never saw this movie. I, the first time I ever seen the movie all the way through was actually last night. But, and you uh, were. Impressed. I was definitely something. There's a I had, there lot. were feelings going on. There I don't were, know if impressed was the word. There is so much going on. There's in this a lot. Movie. This might strap yourself in, guys. This might be a two hour episode it, because there's I so much shit happening. Not to mention, this, this is my 15th time watching it. When I was hosting family, when I had a real house, I, I had my uh, Texas family over in my house. But it didn't have a laser disc vault. So it, it didn't sucked. have a laser disc vault. You so might have right. had, you had working heat. You didn't have I, I did. his fault. Actually, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> My wow. heat broke before I moved. Um, but uh, I I made them sit through this movie, and they were not as they weren't enjoying it as much as I was. And I don't get it. They're not Hulkamaniacs. They're not. Another Hulkamaniac. Go on. Okay, so we we start off. Right in the middle of the action. You don't even see, before you even see anything, you hear the voices of the classic 
WWF announcers, Mean Gene Okerlund, who we just heard earlier in that Hulk Hogan promo, and the, the governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura. Dude, mean Gene is awesome. Like, well, no, he's not because he slut shames Jesse through the whole scene. Jesse's, yeah, you're right. Jesse's very gender neutral in his outfit. He's got like this beaded kind of looks like Bo Derek from Ten, like cornrow, like, like some kind of skull headband on too. And he's just like, "This rip guy, he's a menace. Up next, Jake Bullet's gonna get his belt from him." Oh, he was again. Ho- yeah, he was, yeah. Jesse was always a bad guy. Oh, I didn't real. I I didn't yeah. even register that. Yeah. And so uh, he was. There, he, he claims, and he's probably right that he was the first heel and announcer. I believe it. He was actually an announcer, though. Yeah. Well, he was a wrestler, and then he yeah, got he yeah. got injured, and then he just started doing announcing. That's awesome because they need it. Like I love Gene's interviews because like he works with the wrestlers so well, and to have Jesse out there as like a heel announcer, that's so fucking good. Right. And so he 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 sees through Rip. Rip's a phony. I mean, they're trying to build up this whole show. They got Rip coming out. The fans are going fucking nuts. The few fans that are there. Because I mean, they, they sell it as a sold-out <laughs> show. There's like tons of empty seats on it. I, I mean, yeah. if you've seen the controversy around Little Caesars Arena and how we put up these bright red seats that you see about 4,000 of them <laughs> occupied whenever you see a Pistons or Red Wings game, yeah, that's this event. All right, but he's yet, the champ. He's the WWF champ. He's W. They actually do. You pointed this out to yes. me again, fifteen times well, to your one time. You pointed <laughs> out to me. Yeah, because Vince McMahon was he had a lot to do with this movie getting made, and uh, WWF sanctioned. So he's yeah. So Rip, he's just sweating profusely even before the match. He's like he's like he's ripping up. And he's always like shaking his head. There's petroleum jelly flying everywhere. And then he comes to the ring and he does this move. I think Hulk actually thought he invented it, but it's that classic like hang loose surfer bro move where you stick your thumb and your pinky out and go, hey, bro. I seriously think that a lot of this was just character testing because there's a character coming up. I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon tried to base his cur- like current character on. And I, think I don't was, think he based it. I think that was him, and he put himself into that character. Uh, that makes sense, too. Because, as we all know, Vince McMahon, if you know anything about wrestling, Vince McMahon's a piece of shit. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Rip is pumped up, He's getting, but he's got some tough fucking uh, competition with our man, Jake Bullet. Right. Played by, old. he was one half, he played, he was, in real life, in wrestling, he was Axe, one half of Demolition, who were... Uh, Axe? Yes. Demolition? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. X and Smash of Demolition. Smash makes sense, but Dynamite? TNT? Something like that? Well, he's X. So X, body spray, uh, he was like, um, they were like ripoffs of the Road Warriors, because WWF could never get the Road Warriors. Oh. And I just want to say right here, hot take, Demolition were better than the Road Warriors. Okay. Because they were actually, they could actually wrestle, first of all. They could actually him. cut a somewhat decent promo. Yeah. And they had a badass like like outfit they wore. When they came to the ring, they had like these black hockey masks with like a 
I don't know what you call it. It's like flowing, like like leather, kind of flowing down the back with spikes on it. Weird. And they had like these big ass fucking heavy metal like wristbands that like went up to their elbows with spikes on it. Okay. And they had all the spiky shit on it. I thought the Road Warriors did that too. No, the Road Warriors just were football pads with the, you know, That's they right. just ripped off the movie Road Warrior. Oh. And so, yeah, even though they were a rip off, I think they're better. Hot take. So, yes, we got Axe, but Axe isn't dressed as Axe. He's dressed as Jake Bullet. So he's got, like, and Axe is, like, the old school 70s wrestler. He's, like, that fat, muscular guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he looks like, he reminded me of, like, what Ozzy looked like in the mid-'80s because, like, I don't know why. I think he just lost his mind. So, like, in the mid-'80s, Ozzy shaved his head. And he, so when they did, they did a, they came out with an album, a tribute to Randy Rhodes, and they did a Crazy Train video. So Ozzy was like half, he didn't have, like, he was halfway there, like, he didn't have fully long hair. So his hair was all teased up, like, wow. It was probably like four inches, six inches long, and it was just teased out, and he had, like, and Jake Bullet has the eyeliner around his eyes, looked really weird. (laughs) So we get the classic 80s Hulk Hogan match where, he kicks him ass, and then the the heel turns it, and he's whipping uh, Hulk's yeah. ass, puts him in a sleeper hold. Like I, I, I Hogan I, did this in every fucking match. A yeah. guy would get him in a sleeper hold, some kind of hold that would knock you out, like a bear hug, a sleeper hold, and then the the ref would like do the thing, they like, lift oh, the yeah. hand, and he would drop I, it. I was just talking to my brother about this last night, where they would always do it to three. Yes, where because everything has to be done in threes. You got to get the dr- drama built up right. from the first, and two. the third one never knocks anyone out. That's the one they where they hulk so up so close to the crown, and then their hand. So are we going to like talk about the elephant in the room? Do we really believe that Randy, who is supposedly Rip's brother, is really his brother? Or maybe because this was like a time when gay characters really weren't allowed to be seen in movies and TV. Wow, what angle are you taking? I don't think I don't think Randy's his brother. I think they, they that was their their story. I think Randy was his lover. Okay, that's a bridge too far for this guy. I don't think that I I think uh I think I think uh, they had matching platinum blonde hair. Come on, yeah. I think his family. Before we find out, Jesse the body tells us that uh, Rip's parents died in a horrible fire, probably started by Rip himself. But because he wanted Randy to himself, I think so. Well, now you're agreeing with me. You, I just, wow, I just turned you like that. Did you? I don't know. What I kind of turned you like I don't, Rip turned Randy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm agreeing to because I got lost in my because own story here. They're gay. They're gay lovers. Okay, okay. but we couldn't in like eighty nine kids movie nineteen eighty nine. We couldn't go there. But that's the subtext. What's with Sam then? And that be- <sighs> beard. So, <laughs> so because here's the thing. So they're doing the sleeper hold, and then it's the third time, and then he sees Randy like, "Come on, Rip!" And he's doing the hand thing. He's doing the rip him. <laughs> rip him and it was like when like gene simmons said he invented the horn symbol and he's not even fucking doing it right uh, but anyway so yeah and then then he sees and his eyes just light up when he sees randy you wouldn't do would you do it your brother would your eyes light up if you said like come on griff no you'd probably vomit if your brother did that <laughs> but he, Christ. but he, i would and so they're trying to say that blood is thicker than water. That's the message oh, yeah, of the movie. Okay. Something's thicker than water. I don't Jesus blood. Christ. <laughs> Some other bodily fluid. <laughs> anyway, so he goes the third time and he rips up. And he goes, ooh, ooh, and he starts pointing his finger to the sky and he just 
beats the shit out of Jake Bowler. He hits him. Like, nowadays, everyone knows wrestlers' finishing moves. But back then, the finishing moves were not Well, I'll give... Quite. This is how... I was I was surprised. Hulk Hogan did stretch himself a little because he did not do the leg drop. That was his fucking move. Yes. He would do, like, the double axe handle where he would put his you know his hands above his yeah. head, chop him. That was his rip him move. Yeah. So he did the rip him move, which is the double axe handle. Knocks out Jake Bull. Jake Bull was the last guy who had any shot at beating Rip for the championship. Yeah. So he's just cleaned house. He's done. It's over. Yeah. And, of course, now we got to cut to the World Television Network. Super original name. They're fucking evil as fuck. You got, the, you got that one dude from Wayne's World who... Well, no. he was, Last the, time we saw this guy, he was just a lowly television director for Richard Dawson and The Running Man. That's right. He's he worked his way up. Now he's running the World Television Network. See, this guy gets it. Being a heel is so much more fun. And he does a fucking awesome job at it. And I again, I seriously think McMahon was kind of like playing around with things here, trying to figure out how we want to build his own McMahon character. Well, no, I think he was just expressing himself through this character. Yeah, again, I think you're right about that. And so, yeah, so we meet Brell. I I, does he even have a first name? It's Brell. No, he's credited as Brell. And he uh, he's pissed. He's furious. He's he, his, his ratings are in the toilet. He's got his whole staff watching the match, and they're all like, Rip's going to lose this one, as if, I mean... They've never seen wrestling before. Yeah, exactly. So when he does win, he's just like, fuck, we're less than the ratings. Jack ass! <laughs> yes. He says this repeatedly through the movie. The guy who wrote the script apparently came up with the phrase jock ass. And loved it. And used it relentlessly. Loved Hammer it. does with it. And he's like, I want that guy on my network. That's the only way we can save this network is have rip. And he pulls out this, I want this. And he pulls this picture, this nude picture of Hulk Hogan. He's like, this is what we need. For a PG-13 movie, they went a little too yeah. far. Well, they blurred the Probably junk a, a little. A little there bit. There was a little like Vaseline, a petroleum jelly there. There's still four inches that is very visible, and I didn't want to see that four inches. All right? Was it the end or the beginning of the four inches? You know. <laughs> or was it just the middle? It was too much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and... So there, there's he, a... he's furious, and he's he, then they 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 do a scene reminiscent of the Robert De Niro's Al Capone in the Untouchable scene, where he's got this he's holding this instead of a baseball bat, he's holding this giant crystal in his hand. Oh, it's a beautiful crystal. And, it's pretty much the aggro crag from Guts, the TV show. Okay, and he's circling this board moment, and everyone's on fucking eggshells because this guy is just losing it. He's, like, he's the new boss, so they don't know what he's exactly and he's capable like, of. Miss Tidings, do you have any way to get us out of the cellar? Uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking that, you know, I, I've been working with this writer on this great sitcom, family sitcom. And he's like, fuck that, Miss Tidings, <laughs> take a leak! He literally said, take a leak. We don't know, I... And then she ter- she interpreted it as I'm fired because she runs out crying. She packs all of her things up. Fun fact, the idea, Seinfeld. Sitcom was Seinfeld. They had Seinfeld. They could have saved the network, but he told her to take a leak. Man, that's crazy. She went straight to NBC with that it's idea. Crazy. You see how Murray found that out uh, in the Laserdisc uh, yeah, edition. You can zoom in on her <laughs> documents, and right there is Jerry Seinfeld's right. stupid face smirking I, at you. I went enhance, enhance, <laughs> and then this when I said Seinfeld. Of course, Laserdiscs are voice controlled. <laughs> yes, they are. Every technology you've seen on CSI. <laughs> Is in Laserdisc. Yes. yes. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's why I, I want to know why the, so like, the authorities don't use laser discs because you can solve crimes with laser discs. They just don't know better. So he, he smashes the crystal on the post, the beautiful naked poster of Rip. <sighs> and he's just like, I want that guy. I don't care how much it costs. We need him. <laughs> Pause. Breathe. <laughs> so, All right. So Rip, of course. Get uh, me a meeting with Rip. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That, that and so yeah, and he has me. these two underlings, Ordway and Unger. I don't know who is who, but yeah. they're throughout the movie too. They're, they're the comic nerds, relief. Yeah, kinda, yeah, they really are. And uh, and like right away, sir. So they set up a meeting. They send out a limo to pick up Rip. And Rip, he's like, he's 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 happy where he is, but he's open to negotiation because this is the fantasy world of wrestling where you actually are an independent contractor where Rip can do whatever he wants instead of doing what his boss tells him to do. Right. So he can wrestle and anytime he wants anywhere. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to hear what you got to say, bro. Yeah. So he actually shows up for the meeting. Very respectful <laughs> outfit he wore. Yes. Every- you know what we were complaining last week? There's so much loose denim. There's so much tight denim and tight spandex <laughs> in this week. And they're just five years apart. I mean, that's how, De- like, is it- how crazy fashion goes. Did he wear denim? I thought yes, he was always he, wearing the he, spandex. No, he did wear denim on the Harley scene. He had some denim. You're right. Some jeans. Because when you're riding a motorcycle, spandex will not hold up to a controlled like a slide. Exactly. And so, yeah, you're right. He has a very tasteful, like, red and black, sk- skin tight. He's always wearing like a do rag. Double do rag. Double do rag. He's got a red one on the bottom and, and a, a black, black on top, yeah. so you can see a little red tassel. And they, ha- yep, they have the tassels because I, <laughs> I don't know why he. he was, why is he? First of all, he has no do to cover. He's bald. Yeah, he's pulling the Kid Rock slash Brett Michaels, where it's like I got to cover this up. <laughs> but yet he's so confident about his baldness. It's weird that he covers it ever yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he's so confident in it. <laughs> But Burrell's like, look, he's 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 Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. He's like everybody's got a price for Burrell. Yeah, I don't even have a first name. I'm just Burrell. Just Burrell. And he's like, you name it. Here's a blank check. And Rip's having no part of it. He's very respectful, mind right. you. Right. He's so got that very chic watch on as well. He's I sitting in that a, a Louis the Fourteenth chair. Yeah, Burrell points out that's <laughs> a chair from Louis the Fourteenth. It's very fancy, and of course, Rip's just like. Like hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, he's very much a man of the people. Yeah. And so he, he, he takes a seat. Anyway, he's like, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Bro, but, you know, I just can't be bought. He's like, you piece of shit! You jock ass! <laughs> he didn't say that. Right? <laughs> you jock ass! You don't tell me no! Unger. Nobody tells Brell no! Unger and Oldwell are like, <laughs> just like cowering in their chairs. They're behind their chairs at this point. They're holding each other. They're pissing each other. And Brell grabs Hulk's breast. He does. It's a power move. He's used to doing it to the like the women he yes. fires when he, he, ta- from, he tells him from take Trump. Leak. He just grabs yeah. him by the boobs. So he just like he's just trying to milk Pinches Hulk or something. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking weird. It was weird. And, and that sets Rip off. He he stays pretty cool about it but it sets he's like he's like don't invade my personal space you're making me feel very uncomfortable but he starts to kind of laugh with him he's like oh you're right (laughs) what am i thinking goes back grabs that check looks at it laughs at him he's like let's start filling this out right now boys Uh, and brel just opens his mouth like yeah jackass jack at hulk slash rip 
stuffs that check down his throat. And he's like, I won't be here when that check passes. Passes. Brother! And then he storms out. But before he storms out, before the door shuts, he know. looks back in on everybody, throws them a quick rip them, <laughs> and he winks at them, too. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. It's like a Looney Tunes <laughs> act break when Bugs Bunny would poke his head through the thing before it closed out. Okay. It's great. So he makes a beeline for the, the limo. You figure, okay, it's going to go home. And that's what he thinks. But no, Brell had – this is a contingency plan. He, Yeah, exactly. He's got A, B, and C planned out. Brell, smart guy. So Rip noticed that they didn't make the – they had to turn left, and they didn't. He's like, hey, brother, <laughs> you just missed a turn back there. You need to rip a left there. And you he's just like, he's just waving him off, like, mm, whatever. He's like, brother, where are you going, brother? <laughs> and then he just pushes a button, and all of a sudden these metal shields come up. Yeah. Seal the, the limo. The sky, sunroof gets sealed with metal. The windows get sealed. The the, the divider between the, the driver gets sealed. Yeah. From a minute of being, like, in downtown L.A., let's say, they end up in, like, the projects. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, That's I, where you take people to murder them. Uh, exactly. And so we, was that their? I don't even know. Was that their plan to murder him? I don't even know what their plan was. I don't know. <laughs> but well, first of all, Rip ain't having any of this shit. So he starts. He's like kicking like fucking holes yeah. in the he side. Near, he's nearly knocking the car over. The car is like it's going back and forth, yeah. weaving in and he's out of going traffic. Two wheels and shit because of how strong Rip. This is. was this was so good. It was this car chase. It's the kind of car chase that Riff Griff Griff Riff I, Griff loved. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is great. Right there. So he takes takes a rip to the abandoned factory, not abandoned factory, bed warehouse. It's just a warehouse, yes. And, and there's some guys waiting there. I was waiting for oh, Branscombe Richmond to show up. He shockingly wasn't in there. Right. But there was, did you notice there was a guy who looked like, and this is kind of going to sound kind of redundant, an Asian Charles Bronson. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. <laughs> he I was dressed he... like Bronson from Death Wish 3. And, I noticed our friend Bronzy right there, man. And it could have been an early Bronzy appearance. It could have been. And so they're like, they, they stop the, the, the limo, and then he just rips up. Dude, he fucking, like, shoots out of the roof, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. It's and like there's, like, a, there's uh, like metal plating. He just bursts through it. It doesn't matter. When you're Rip, ugh. Ugh. And I want to point out, there's very little, I was surprised, very little wrestling moves. He just punched people. He mostly just punches people. Uh, I mean, like, they don't even use punches that much in wrestling, but... They well, they're this, supposed to be illegal in wrestling. Yeah, exactly. This is supposed to be like a sports action movie, and all they do is plan to murder people. And sure enough, Hulk is just out there punching the shit out of people. Throwing people left and right. Like, you think there'd be a power bomb or something onto the hood of the car? Like, well, he does throw a guy through a windshield. That was good. And it's, that freaks the, the the driver out. He's losing his shit. Yeah, no pun four, intended. There's three or four people there. He kills a, he, Knocks all of them out, you know, just bumps their heads, gives them a light concussion. They'll get up in a week. But then the driver, who he's particularly angry at because drove him here. Right. He uh, has broken the window open so the guy can't lock the door. He gets him out. He this, rips the door off. He rips yes. the door off. Rips. And he does. Then he does, winks at the camera and does a little rip thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then he grabs the guy by the lapels, drags him out. You see there's... There's a mess going on down below the belt. That mess was disturbing <laughs> because that, like, this guy. What disturbed Rip? That, that guy 
is not shitting solid. <laughs> he is shitting pure blood because it's He's soaked. Got hemorrhoids, probably. I don't know. Maybe, but it's like soaked into his pants. Yeah. Like if you and just he's like, shit yourself. And he's like, what's that smell, brother? I don't know who's sweating about this more, <laughs> Rip or the driver. Because at this point. It is kind of embarrassing shitting on yourself. Especially with his bloody shit. But even Rip is, like, (laughs) freaking me out. You need to see a doctor, brother. (laughs) What is that? That's what he should have said. And then the guy drops the classic line. (laughs) Dookie. And he says it that annoyingly. And I was, I was like, Rip, you can murder this guy. <laughs> but he doesn't. He's so disgusted, which he should be. The guy's covered in shit. Oh, boy. And then cut to the scene. So we need to get to see. Rip's got a new boss of the. It's some kind of like marketing thing. They're trying to get more opportunities for yeah. Rip, I think. And so he's in a board meeting. Well, he's just like, he's talking with some people. He's like, hey, brother, where's that new, uh, like. I don't know what it's like director of whatever yada yada coming in. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, Sam will be here shortly. Sam, Sam brother. And because <laughs> he thinks Sam is a brother, yes. but it's not. Because yes. we turn around, it's a lovely lady. She goes, Samantha M. Moore at your service. Yeah, and Rip is just ripping the he, eye fucks rip, off. He's ripping the spandex. <laughs> he's ripping the, <laughs> what spandex is he wearing at this point? Is it? Is it? I think like he's, still, the, he's still wearing the red, red and black. Oh, he's red and black. Okay. Yeah. And so they go in the board meeting, and she's all she's not just a hot piece of ass, fellas. She's also got a mind, and she's. All, she's got all these plans. We're going to make you this money and that money, and you're going to. We're going to. Everyone's going to be ripping them. Hawk, of course. Rip, of course. It, he. I don't know what. At first, he's like staring at her ass. He's being but, really, yeah, But then she's at twelve o'clock. He's looking over at uh, what would that be? Nine o'clock, which is like some dude, and he's just like <laughs> kind of like staring at this dude. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. It's weird. And she notices that he is. Well, like, I said he was probably gay, so it's uh, good point. It's just, he's not? good point. This is played <laughs> into your court. So he's staring at this dude, and uh, she's just like, "Oh, Rip, I noticed you're very distracted over there. Did you have anything to add to it?" Well, uh, actually, I do. You see, Rip, in his spare time, likes to help the children. The children is what Rip. The character cares for <laughs> brother, brother. <laughs> so yeah, so we learned that Rip he doesn't care about the money. Money's great, yeah, but it's about helping people. But Sam realizes this is not helpful for this meeting, so she's just like, "We're gonna meet. We're gonna talk about this later, yeah, for dinner." And he's like, "Great, what time?" And she's like, eight o'clock tonight. I'll send the limo, dress." Nice. This is a dressy place. Yes. Because it's once again, this is a classic 80s motif. Snobs versus slobs. She just assumes Rip is just because he likes charity and helping wrestling. people. Well, no, it's a slight on wrestling fans. Yes. Well, you, I did notice that. This movie shits on wrestling fans. It's, it's, this movie is supposed to be for wrestling yes. fans, and it shits on wrestling fans through the whole movie. Exactly. Until, until the end, I guess, in a way. We'll yeah, talk about yeah. it. So, yeah, so he's like... He's like, okay, brother, I'll be there. So, cut to the snootiest, fanciest, 80s uh, French restaurant you can imagine. She's got her, like, fucking dynasty evening gown on. 
Rip comes out. You thinking he's gonna wear spandex? Oh no! Rip's got on this sweet ass all white Saturday Night Fever suit, and they're getting seated by the Mater D. Huge snob, French he, asshole. I, I the only thing I get from that suit, it's a pure white suit. He doesn't have because he's he, pure white. He's, he's just he's, wearing a jacket, right? No, he has the shirt underneath, but it's unbuttoned. It's, it's yeah. buttoned down to as far as the yeah, jacket. There's a tasteful amount of petroleum jelly on the chest. There's a light sheen, but it's not blaring. Exactly. He really toned it down. Got Except- that giant crucifix necklace, yeah. gold. Looks Basically looks like a uh, guy from the mafia. Oh, my God, yeah. And so this guy, this Mater D's like, oh, not one of these, these wrestler people. Yeah, so he starts talking. Directly to Sam. Just yes. explain. Like, he throws a menu into Rip's face, and it just bonks his nose. And Rip's being cool about it. Right. Starts in his very fake as French accent. Starts telling Samantha, oh, we've got the villain. nose. A duckling. Snares for you. Infant brains over here. Well, he goes, yes, cargo. Well, we call him snails. <laughs> <laughs> and so he really. While that's going yeah. on, we noticed one of the real Americans, real Americans, the bus boy, the bus with the mullet, yes. and the fucked up teeth, and a he's like fan. Rip. Well, you recognize? You can he, tell he's being cool. Yeah. He doesn't say Rip. No. He just makes eye contact, just like. <laughs> yeah, we they can't hear it, that. It <laughs> make, I know he's making a lot of gestures. So thank you for reminding me that people don't see me doing all these weird gestures to you. So yeah, but he's he's so amped up. He runs back, you know, back in the kitchen. Yeah, and, and then he goes, "Hey guys," you know, we didn't say this, but we we're implying that he says, "Hey guys, the Ripsters here." Yeah, and so while the staff's coming out, the the waiter is still explaining to Rip, like, "Well, uh, maybe we can go ahead and." Grill you up a hot dog or a cheeseburger. Like a real American would eat. I, I mean, they didn't even know who Hydrophil was. Yeah. Hot, hot dog Phil, I call it. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the chef comes out. Like, Reap! What are you doing here? I didn't expect you. Got the poster for him to sign it. And the same naked one from the earlier in the movie. And... Rips like busts out some French. He's just fluent. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh, thank you, merci. And he's like, oh, don't mind this asshole here. We just hired him. Just hired he's a piece of shit. You're going, man. <laughs> and Rips like, it's cool. I'll have this, this, this. Rip, he knows the menu back and forth because he's been here all the time, dude. He knows. This he probably guy. owns this fucking restaurant. Probably does. And Sam, totally impressed by that. Waiter, fucking embarrassed is all hell. Sam gives him that look like, oh my god, I'm getting gay vibes from you, but <laughs> damn, am I gonna find out. So, from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low, we go, our man Brell, Ordway, and Unger, they're looking for some talent. They can't, they can't. Get ripped so like we can get the next best thing. Let's go to this. Let's go where asshole wrestling fans hang out. A shithole country western bar, something or other. I didn't even think about this, but this back to back scene of high fluting people who don't watch wrestling and then real Americans, all the staff do right, and then this shithole bar. So they walk into the bar. Brell, 
Same he, bar from over the top. I can see if you laser disc. You can see e, Lincoln. I was say Ethan Hawke. Lincoln <laughs> Hawke arm wrestling somebody far out in the background. Yeah, got enhanced it like ten times. You got his son it. hustling people at the right. bars. Colorful cast of characters. Oh, it, people. Every, everything. You shouldn't eat that cheeseburger. There's too many calories in it. Um, and then we meet uh, the waitress. She's like, he's like, he's like, because there's a fight going on right in the middle of this yeah. bar. And he's like, excuse me, what's going on here? He's like. Hey, the gay bars cross street because <laughs> they're dressed so nicely. They can't. They got to be gay, yeah. and there are three guys together. And and he's just like, I'm not gay. Like I I'm I want to. I'm here for the fights. Yeah. Underage and Odaway. Unger and Odaway. I'm gonna call him Odaway. Um, because I'll remember that. But uh, they're they're like terrified of yes. the situation. Brell is. Loving it. He must have come from he, he. I think his background is rags to riches. Well, that would be very much along Vince McMahon's track of like because he grew up poor. Really? Yes. And he grew up in a trailer, and there you so go. he probably you're, you're you're onto something with this like Vince McMahon Boom. Brell same person. Yeah. Because he's like he's like look at these disgusting creeps. I love it. <laughs> I know. You you get his first uh, person perspective. They're looking around and just ogling at this bar it looks like some kind of weird thing out of fucking road warrior there's like people in cages there's a midget yeah during around the rafters like no one's wearing a normal article well it's weird because there's like these like not even time appropriate when this movie came out it's like early 80s what people considered punk rock which isn't punk rock at all like those people and then there's like Rednecks, like it was the. It's very diverse. It was, it was, and so who knows where they are at this point? They get uh, a ringside seat, even though it's not a ring. It's just a like roped off area in the middle of the bar. It, yeah, it is literally just like a wooden stage with like. I don't think there's even a stage. I think it's just like the floor. I it was elevated slightly. Well, those were tall tables they sat at. <laughs> so hey, details, man. Well, that's going on. We meet a character, Bubba, auditory, played by a classic old school wrestler, Stan the the Lariat Hanson. Oh, that was a wrestler. Yeah, he was a wrestler. He and he his character had a bowl cut, a mustache, and the craziest outfit. It was like Dude. he's because he's like an old school like seventies wrestler. So he's got that fat muscular kind of build, just like okay. fucking Jake Bullet had earlier. Yeah. So he's wearing like a cut off shirt, like bare midriff tank top. Yeah. And he's got pants with his underwear. He's, he was ahead of his time because. Before, like, hip-hop people started doing the underwear hanging out of their pants, he was doing it. Because underwear's hanging out of his pants. I, I will have to mock myself here, but he also had them cut <laughs> off, like, short at the leg. Yeah. So it was just like... I, I forget what the... What? You call them floods. Floods, yes. Yeah. So he he was looking... And I, I but then th- he had the medicated shoes on as yes, well. Yes, he did have the orthopedic <laughs> shoes. Orthopedic, thank you. And they're not medicated. And <laughs> I, 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 I got to tell a good Stan the Lariat Hansen so story, though, because he was, like, really huge in Japan, which I'm sure is because, like, a cow... Because his, his character was a cowboy, like a redneck cowboy, so I'm sure that was, like, the most American fucking thing possible to Japanese people. So he was... I'm sure he was, like, a bad guy. And I, I guess apparently he had really bad eyesight, so he would he like, like it, yeah. he would literally beat the shit out of people in the ring, like seriously. But he would, but everyone was cool with it because he was fine with you giving it back to him too. Okay. But, so there was this time. Okay. So his gimmick was he'd have a cowboy hat and he'd have this huge like thick rope with a cowbell on it, and he was swinging around as he came to the ring. 
And back, I guess back in the day, like a big thing with Japanese people, they would try to like rush them and then try to get the fuck out of the way because he'd be like swinging this fucking <laughs> thing, like and he didn't get, he couldn't see, so he would like he apparently he laid out like an eight year old kid, <laughs> like he just like bam, this like eight year old kid goes flying, getting hit by cowbell. Holy shit! So he's the real deal. So. They're watching it. They're loving it. It's blood sport. They're watching people murder each other for Lord. their. And I guess he's just. Is this where he like yells at. I don't know what happens first, the bathroom scene or the one where he says like $100,000 to anybody. No, 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 no. Uh, so they watch a match. And it's like. I, I forget how I describe the two wrestlers. So whatever. But they're watching these people fight. And he's in the background. Dude, just it, you know how everybody but Hogan and Zeus are fat, sloppy guys? Yeah. They're all like they all look like power lifters. Again, like they- just making fun of uh, wrestling fans. Okay, yeah. So you have these two people. They're wrestling. They're watching the wrestling. It's going great. They're like, "Where's the referee?" I mean, and Joe, what's his name? I don't know who you're talking about. Uh the deranged bull cut kid. That's guy. Bubba. Bubba. So Bubba's like, there ain't no referee. He's at the bar where he should be. Wrestling ain't got no rules. <laughs> and then he spits a big glob of chaw on uh, one of the Ordway's uh, yeah. like shirt shoes. All while uh, a little person's in a cage, forty five feet above them, throwing quarters into their beers. Going, Master Blaster rules, shithole bar. <laughs> so the match finishes, and Brell, of course, is loving it. And he's just like, he notices that Bubba's messing with his two boys that he also likes to mess with. So he's liking Bubba already. He's like, Bubba, how much to get you in that ring? And uh, he throws up a hundred bill, and Bubba's like, grabs it, already in the ring. He's like, fuck this. He was already cheering for Joe, the guy fighting in the ring. He's now he's like, I'm going to fucking take you down, Joe. So he starts going to town. Murders his friend. Beats the shit out of Joe. Breaks his neck. And that's when we, uh, you know, Brell, under Oderway, uh, Odelay, and Undway, and God, these Unger names. Unger and Ordway. One of them, I'm going to say Unger, was like, I got to take a leak. I gotta take Where's a leak. the bathroom? And he, they should have said, you're standing in it. Because they're in a filthy hole, shithole. Yeah, they should but, have pissed in the ring. No, they're like, oh, it's back there. So <laughs> I can't believe you forgot this. Okay, so it looks it looks basically, you know, you forgot this important part of this scene. They go to the bathroom. It's of course as filthy as you think it would be. It, it's like, isn't the Joe Lucerina? Didn't they have the troughs? Yeah. So they're just. Tr- I didn't forget it. No, no, it. no. There's a pertinent important aspect of it you forgot. Okay. Because it makes no sense. So there's these overflowing troughs of piss. For some reason, there's a chained-up dog in the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> it's like a, bo- yeah, it's right. a boxer. I guess they make it even more seed. I don't know. What the fuck? Like, guarding the tr- fucking piss trough? No idea. But they got to piss really bad. So they're like, all right, went in Rome. So they're peeing. But they're they're joking. Now that they're not near Brow, they're free to speak. Right. And, of course, they're going to come down on these poor wrestling folk. They're gonna make fun of them. They're calling them fucking inbred slobs. They're they're saying that they're degenerates and that you know they don't know fucking shit. And then just to let you know, the movie's on our side. 
you hear a big wet fart come from like behind. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> <was so> horrible. <laughs> and they go, whoa! They turn around. Fucking Bubba taking a shit. Yep. And he <laughs> comes like comes flying out of his stall. You city folk, what you say about me? And then he grabs him, and then he, he fucking... He gets them both by the collar, and yeah. you think he's a loose cannon, <laughs> but he's not. He grabs them both by the collar, sees that they both have their dicks out, takes a look at both of their dicks, and goes... Pulls out a fucking uh, measuring stick. Yeah. Goes, you don't, ma- you don't measure up, boy. Boy, you don't even use the fucking metric system. <laughs> Go back to America in inches, your pinches. Yeah, they didn't say that, but but he he basically said that he he basically shamed their their tiny dicks, their tiny rich guy dicks. Because only real Americans have big dicks, and he's like, you ain't worth it. You I, ain't even worth it's it. It's like what? Like you're gonna. Wa- I only fight guys with big dicks. What the fuck was that even about? But clearly, he lets them off. <laughs> Maybe the, he's gay. He lets them off the hook, and I think they pee on each other. And poor fucking dog in this bathroom. I felt so awful for this dog, and because they got a really great sense of smell, Griff. And if you're in this bathroom, you don't want to be in that bathroom. Yeah. So they come back out. Brell loving it. Yeah, and he he is struck hot iron with this. He's like. The world. He's back at his board meeting now. Like they got all the big minds together again. He's like, the World Television Network is going to be having a competition, reality TV before it became a thing. Right. Vince McMahon made it. Battle of the tough guys. He didn't know. Right now, you just you just explained the invention of the UFC. Yeah, right there. That too. Right down to the, they actually have an octagon later in the movie they they're have, fighting. I mean, wasn't the bar an octagon as well? Like, yeah, it could have been. So, like all great minds, they steal yeah, from yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you, so, it's a $100,000 free, you know, tax-free prize. Tax-free. Make sure to tax let everyone freeze. know. And that gets everyone's ears prick. Because people hate, oh, yeah. real America's hating tax. Everybody, when they think about the prices right, they go, oh, well, shit, they're going to tax me on that. So, so we see all these different tough guys like they're like lifting weights, happen to be a television on. They hear their ears prick up, hundred oh, grand tax oh. free. Oh yeah, and they're all pumped. They can't wait for this to happen. So we got the debut happening, and they're gonna do it at the bar again, live we, we, on TV. I I didn't realize this all my other previews, but uh, they really go a long while without Rip being in the movie. Like they yeah. really build up the his uh uh a competition here. Yeah. And so we have they go back to that shitty bar, but now they're kinda in control because the network has swarmed the place. They right. got cameras everywhere, they've got producers everywhere with Giant the fucking neon signs and battle the tough guys. Yeah, yeah, they've got the fucking people with the applause sign, the clap, you know, act one, scene one, fuck it. They got all that shit. And so they've got, you know, a couple people fighting, and they're doing okay. Everyone's loving it. It's apparently live TV because yeah. everyone's watching it as we're seeing. Like, yeah, Rip is happen. watching it because you got to know it's competition. Uh, apparently it's competition. And even Rip could use 100 grand tax-free. Yeah, th- this is true. You know, he's in his mansion, him, his longtime companion, Randy, <laughs> and then Craig, who I don't know who Craig is, and also Charlie, a.k.a. the coach from... Punch out. 
who is the coach of Rip. Yeah. <laughs> and who I also think, wasn't he the coach of Apollo Creed and Rocky? I think so. Okay. But... So, yeah, so they're all watching at home. Yeah. And, and I don't think Sam was there. Was she there? No, Sam's think, not there I think, yet. I think Randy's beard was there, the other female character in the movie. Exactly. No Randy's name. beard was there. So, uh, yeah, it's a good I'll old go time. Good old all-American fighting going on. Yeah, it really is just good all-American wrestling going on. And, and then... then the wall, Chris the wall Jericho. comes a tumbling down as John Cougar Mellencamp, a real American, would say. Not Chris Jericho because he's not he's Canadian. But no, I said his, John Cougar Mellencamp. I know. I'm who saying had the Chris, song "The Walls Come Tumbling Down." Chris Jericho. Yeah, I don't care about his him. entrance music was "Break the Walls Down." Okay, so I'm keeping this close to the subject at heart. No, you just talk about Canadian. I'm talking about a real American. God damn it! So yes, a wall comes tumbling down, and behind that wall is our Antagonist, antagonist for this movie Zeus played by Tiny Lister and he's got if you don't know him he's a black guy with a lazy eye he delivers a line about as well as Chuck Norris does he, does he deliver a line in this movie besides Zeus he says, he says his own name he never says I, Rip this is a mockery of Chuck Norris's delivery he so. could I, he, I got a very terror vibe off him from Hero on the Terror Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our very underrated first episode, and <laughs> he's wearing—he's straight from the prison, dude. He's got the prison fucking jumpsuit still on yeah. with a ra- with a weightlifting belt on. The, yes. the little, you know, it's all those accessories that really bring out an, an outfit. This is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. every everybody just stops what they're doing, and then we get a cut to Rip's trainer Charlie explaining. Oh fuck! I know that guy, and everyone's like, "No, you don't." And he's like, "No, I do. I trained him. Killed a kid in the ring." So now we got a little bit of exposition on why maybe this Zeus is the is only in jail. exposition on Zeus. This is yeah. all we get. And Zeus, you know, like first of all, this is a redneck bar. So the waitress does her duty by going. Sir, we don't serve your can here. And then he just fucking face palms her and throws her across the room. You know what? I like that better than fucking all of the Green Book. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> and so he's like, and then fucking Brill is jizzing himself. He's just like, who is that man mountain of meat there? And then he's like, mm-hmm. that's all Zeus's lines. I mean, he's not saying his own name. And he's got like a unibrow, like a checkmark unibrow. It, yeah, it, it, it's fair. It's ugh. And he's got that lazy eye looking one, like in one direction, the one looking the other direction. And he gets all up in Brill's grill. Oh, yeah. I, and, can I do it? Sure. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> I just fucking like. Honestly, he had. Four different words he said in the movie, but they all kind of made my skin crawl. I love that about Zeus in this movie. Like, he did well with the few things he said. So Zeus just jumps in the ring with our buddy Bubba, and he just fucking murders Bubba. Bubba gets no shots in. It's like fucking Steven Seagal. And and it's old injury. I love this how everyone was like traumatized. He just grabs a clump of Bubba's hair and rips it out. And everyone thinks he just ripped his spine out like he was fucking Mortal Kombat. They're like, ah! like they're just horrified that he just grabbed a tuft of hair out of this guy's fucking head. 
Pretty gross. Well, it would hurt, Maybe but no I wouldn't be like, sh- like freaked out by it. Maybe everyone was like, "Fuck that bowl cut." <laughs> I, I mean, he lo- he looks like the fucking uh, the dumb Rick and Rick and Morty. So, so cut back back to the boardroom. Ratings through the roof. This I, I I'm pretty sure this plays into modern TV. This again plays into the Attitude Era of wrestling. And so, but there's there's some. Some people don't like it, and we get the uh, one of the underlings that has a bit of a spine, unlike Ordway and Unger. He's like, uh, Mr. Brill, we have hundreds of telegrams. It's pretty much... This is 1989, people. Even then, people weren't sending fucking telegrams, okay? Yeah, telegrams. Yeah, we got, they actually have a guy in the back, like, doing like Morris code. <laughs> and he's like, they're upset. Fuck those people. Have you seen the ratings? They'll watch it. They say they hate it, but they'll watch it. Yeah, it, yeah. that's the interesting part. They say they hate it, but they'll watch it to tell us about how much they hate it. So this show, it's outgrown that shithole bar. We're going to take this on the road. Yeah, so we've got... Our finest Sparks Factory. The, the Battle of the Tough Guys 2. Right. Spark Fact. They call, They said Industrial Arena. Industrial. But and this, but this, unlike most of our movies, this is not an abandoned spark factory. This is a functioning spark factory. There's actually people working I while know. this is going Here's on. Here's the interesting thing about this production: they basically just started filming in the middle of the workday. So you have these people walking around like what, wearing hard hats and like goggles and shit. And then there's like regular people there in dress clothes, like and there's no ring. On. It's just like it's a, it's a work area. There's like a, there's actually like a. I don't know what you call it. With sh- kind of, it's not an uh, oven, but I, you shovel the coal in. The, yeah, like, I don't. I, I like boiler. A boiler. Okay. And um, they're like you know, OSHA's clear, clearly not a thing at this time. There's a guy, Lug Wrench Perkins, is the is the <laughs> <laughs> <Lug Wrench Perkins. laughs> played by the guy. I don't remember his name, but I I I, rec- I don't remember it now, but I recognize it. He also played also played Bane in the shitty George Clooney Batman. Oh. Wow, he was also okay. another like wrestler, but he wasn't like a big wrestler. No longer with us, and and he lives up to his name because he's a gigantic fucking. This is a no holds barred fight, guys. So you can fight with a gigantic lug wrench. Yeah, again, they're like a they're, they're trying to set this up to compete with Rip and a wrestler, and this is just like a murder match. This guy comes out right. with a fucking. It's like a four foot, hundred pound <laughs> wrench. <laughs> And well, that's why they call him Lug Wrench Perkins. But don't and worry, Zeus. Zeus is equipped. Zeus put his hundred k to the the uh, the good use because he's now rocking like every good eighties villain to have. Our Instagram fans love a nice. <laughs> go ahead, chainmail tank top. Chainmail tank top. So he's got the chainmail tank top, a gigantic belt buckle with a Z on it because like every good superhero supervillain you gotta have a belt buckle with the initial of your name on it got the leather pants leather got the fucking steel capped boots on he's still agile as a cheetah and then he's got these like it looks like metal flashing just wrapped around his wrist and put a little ribbon in it yeah. and he's like clanging them together clang clang uh, he is because I mean he's in an industrial place so we need to make sure that he's metal too Ka-chow. And he just lays waste to Lug Wrench. And Lug Wrench has a giant Lug Wrench. That's how <laughs> badass fucking Zeus is. He's like, I don't care. And he just proceeds to murder Lug Wrench. I think he puts his head into the boiler. He puts his head in the boiler on live TV. They don't cut it. 
I can't imagine what kind of uh, scrutiny they're going to get from the networks, but apparently it's none at all because they stay on the air. Hey, man, anything goes for ratings, dude. I Exactly. At this point, they're just like, hey, fuck it. People are still telegramming us shit. They're still Morse coding us shit. I don't care. Okay, so another one bites the dust. Zeus is unstoppable. So what? what Brel. I mean, we finally get back to. Oh, yeah. Brel is hanging out with Underage and Odele, and uh, he. He Umbridge got like a camera for his birthday. Oh, that's right. And he's filming the television. Yeah, he's filming the television because <laughs> you think it would make more sense if they were at the fight and he's filming the fight. No, he's no. filming the television of the fight. I mean, this this is where your people are wrong. And by your people, I mean older people. I mean, I imagine you used to do this when Road Warrior would come on TV and you didn't have a copy yet. Just like <laughs> My generation, when uh, a song came on the radio and you had those children toys that had a little mic recorder that recorded to a tape, we would hold yeah, we, the mic. we had those, too. You had those, too? Yeah. Okay. They're called tape recorders. We had them. Oh, shit. <laughs> were they to- kids' toys, though? No, they were actually for adults. Yeah. These were kids' toys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can leave everybody hanging on you that? You don't remember where we were at? Yes, I remember. I interjected you. You're supposed to take over. Oh, fuck you. So, so yeah, so Ordway. We're almost at a year now. <laughs> has the camcorder, and he's like, hey, wait, I could use that. I got an idea. And then it's, it just stops there, right? It, yeah, yeah, no, we, we're. Leave us hanging. We're building up until, like, this tension of, like. I was thinking they were going to film all three of them, like, fucking each other or something. But <laughs> he was like, hunger, Ordway, fuck each other. <laughs> I'm going to tape it. Well, I He's mean, just flexing his power. You keep talking it. about how Rip's gay, so maybe <laughs> well, he, thought, he saw something, filmed these. We're talking about wrestling. There is a there's homoerotic undertone to wrestling. <laughs> okay, there is. So, we got to yeah. join Sam and Rip. So Sam is like, hey, we got some shit we got to do. They have to do Meeting. a promotional tour. Okay. He's like, Comic Cons. He's like, all right, brother. But before we do, we got to stop at a diner. I love brother. This is a real American Z brother. She introduces him, or he introduces her to his brother before they leave their house. This is my brother, brother. <laughs> I I just love that. I I. Uh, but and yeah. then he winks because he ain't his brother. Randy's already like in the trunk, so he pops down Randy. the back seat and like pokes his head through it. And it's like, hi, I'm Randy. <laughs> and Hulk's just like, he's a precocious little scrap. A precocious little scamp. Precocious little scamp. Is that what you meant? <laughs> I like to imagine Hawk you, as a. You were you were doing Randy. Is that what you were doing? Randy is a little brain damaged. <laughs> I like to believe Hawk also doesn't know words, <laughs> so he guesses while he's saying them. So we get once again we get that highfalutin versus real America. They get in a Learjet, a private jet. Fly to wherever the fuck, Bug Tussle, Florida, wherever the fuck Louisiana, they're going. And somewhere. they stop. You're going to love this place, brother. It's the greatest hot dogs you ever had, brother. It's in the middle of a swamp like the fucking bar and kickboxer. It looked, yeah, kind of like that or like Roadhouse. Yeah. And so we meet this sassy black woman. Oh, man. And he's like, Rip, where you been, child? You know, and this. Yeah, yeah there. She's eyeing down Sam. I can't remember her name. Stacy? I'm not sure. Loose? 
cares? Okay. Stacy. So she's she's like eyeing down Sam and she's just like, You better hold on to this man because five years ago I would have chased him. And Rip is just like smirking, grin ear to ear, and Sam is just like, All right, I catch ya. So she's she's like learning that real Americans are people too. And they make great food. And she's like, I'm, I, my eyes are opening up. I've been such a snob my whole life. These people are, these are the salt of the earth. Yes. And so while, before she can like say that to her, she's about to. Yeah, she, she's having a hard time because she doesn't want to admit that the rich life isn't the right life. Right. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. And before that can happen, we get a bank robbery. Not bank robbery. <laughs> diner robbery. <laughs> Wait, there's a bank? <laughs> yes. In the back. It's a it's a diner slash bank, <laughs> and these guys That's come how in. They do it in the south, and like every classic you know movie, it's a multiracial gang, and they come in with their ski masks on. I assume they were multiracial; they were wearing ski masks, <laughs> and they're like, "This is a holdup. Give us all your hard earned money, you real Americans!" And like, we can't small stand small businesses doing well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we hate entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> And he's like, I can't have that, brother. Get everybody to get down. And so Rip just rips a stool from the diner uh, counter and hurls it at one of the guys, murders this guy. They just, they just wanted like $5, but he kills this guy. So this is the problem with all these big like action scenes. It's like Rip does way more damage than yes. it would have cost to just empty the tiller. Exactly. He did like $10,000 of damage. They had $100 in the, in the till. Exactly. And while that's going on, you didn't know what this song was, but it's the classic Hank no, Williams Jr. I knew this song. All about route friends, I'll come in over tonight. Because I looked at all, I was like, is this a real fucking song? Yes. Have you watched the music video? No. I almost thought of doing a hair metal hate <laughs> for it because it is ridiculous. It's the song that inspired everyone's favorite football song. Are you ready for some football? Oh, is that guy? Yes, Hank Williams Dude, Jr. That makes sense. It it's is, exactly the same song. He just changed some words into making it. Are you ready for some football? Are, you're right. It, it it is. It is. Six women come over in like an '80s workout outfit, where it's just like a swimsuit. Yeah, and they start like doing these dance moves, throwing their legs up and everything, like bending over on his kitchen counter to clean his house. And he's like, "Girls, you have to leave." Because my boys are coming <laughs> over. Another, was, this is a super gay movie. Girl. I was so I was like, the, first of all, this is sexist as shit. But also, oh wait, God. is Harry Jr. into the dudes? Or? <laughs> it sounds like it. You just said, ladies, yeah. leave. My boys are coming uh, over. I mean, Hank cool. Williams Jr. He's like one of the most famous country singers of all time. And you're like, Harry Connick Jr.? What? Yeah. Hank Williams Jr., well, motherfucker. Well, I just try to say Prakash. Yeah, I don't know what you said. Yeah, I don't know what I said either. <laughs> yes, but that's playing. And they're having a great old time. Destroys the, He basically destroys the Everything. restaurant. But he saves everyone's honor, so and it's okay. And so Stacy, as I called her, comes over. Oh, thank you. So he, he, he's he got her, you know, gripped. And Sam is noticing this bond between them. And she's just like, I got to get in that shorts. What is he wearing at this point? I think he's just wearing more spandex. More spandex. And 
I mean, yeah, I think Dolomite Designs supplied all the outfits for Thank this movie. Thank you. I, I thought I put it somewhere in there, but no, no. I don't know. And so it's getting kind of dark. We got to stop at the hotel. They got to get to their hotel. I can't believe it, brother. How can we only have one room? Well, this is crazy, brother. Well, well, they must have done. I, I don't know. I'm pretty good at ladies, right? <laughs> sure, brother. So, but they're like, we'll make it work, brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she, she's like, harumph. Well, I'm going to go brush my teeth. So this starts up about 14, 15 minutes of them just <laughs> brushing their teeth. A lot of sexual tension in it, though. Yeah. No, there is. The I mean, shit. Rip, he's a badass because he's brushing his teeth without any water. He just straight to the brush. Yeah. And just they, scarring up his gums. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's and, he's got to construct like a sheet for them. Like well, yeah, a he barrier. gets he gets some like wrestling tape, yeah. and he and he puts the tape across. So it's like the old like in the old sitcoms when the brother and sister would have an argument and they shared a bedroom. So they put like a piece of tape down the center of the room. Like you can't cross this side. He does that with the bedroom here where he, he divides the bed. He puts like a, a line of tape and then he puts a blanket over the tape. So there's like a curtain in between each sides of the bed. So she's like stripped down to her underwear. Rip is wearing some crazy ass like silky fucking short shorts. So I swear one of his balls was hanging out of the fucking thing. And if you watch it on the laser disc, you can see one of Hulk Hogan's balls. And he's and he's got like a tie dye like muscle shirt with like holes cut in the back. It was crazy. And so he finished brushing his teeth. He spits his like his toothpaste into like his bag. It was because he's not because she's in the bathroom. So she's like, um, I get to turn the light out because she's in her underwear because she's got of course she's got to sleep in her underwear. It's comfortable. And he's like, hold on, brother. I'll take care of it. So he turns off the light. And then he gets in bed. And she, because she's kind of a prude, she runs into bed. Dude, she's supposed to be wearing, like, sexy lingerie. Her panties were huger than fucking <laughs> rips were. <laughs> I think they had, there was a mix-up in the costuming. He was supposed to wear hers. She was supposed to wear his. Because he's got fucking the tiniest fucking briefs on. And she's got these gigantic... Bloomers. <laughs> well, they they they're both certainly like shorts of some shirt, some sort. But then she's wearing like a lingerie top. It's called it's a like bra. Super. Well, it was just like super lacy and everything. I like. I don't think he would ever wear that to be like a bra. But yeah, whatever. So it, the scene is obviously. Look at just, you telling a woman how to dress. Thank you. Anyway. That's what I was saying. Uh, yeah, you so, said a woman wouldn't wear that. Good like, point. You You're another big. another another fucking tiller for the merman. Um, so there's obviously sexual tension. The toothbrushing scene. Something. What what do you? I mean, you've been trying to like uh, paint Rip as a gay gay character, and then this brush uh, teeth brushing scene happens. He because he's he's he because this is his name. When you're yeah, in a room sharing a room with a woman. She assumes you're going to get creepy on her. And he's like, brother, I don't know what to do, brother. Okay. I'm into my brother, brother. And so he doesn't know what to do. He's like, I got to creep on her, brother. But I don't know how. And she's like, oh, boy. here This is this is pre-me too, people. So she's like, here comes the rape. And But he doesn't because he's gay. 
You know what? Okay. Because he is completely innocent the whole night. Builds the barrier. Builds a pillow barrier. He's trying to keep her away. Exactly. Guise it as... Yucky. Disguise it as, hey, I'm trying to... I respect you. I'm giving you your boundary because respect. But, of course, during the night, he's also got to pump up. I mean, when you've got that kind of... Well, no, yeah, pump up because we just see her sleeping on her side of the bed. And it's like a couple hours later. She like he's woken up. And he's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, is, yeah. And you're like, "Oh my god, is, is this is this a PG movie?" And she pulls away the curtain. And well, I didn't get you see like his heels. That's supposed to be like I was to think a butt for a second. I guess because you see his heels together, so it kind of gives a butt shape. If you haven't seen this. I remember this from the first time I watched the movie. It is one of the more like grossed out I've ever <laughs> been because I was like, "What did I just see?" <laughs> and, and, but then the reveal I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, he's doing push-ups, so he's got his feet up on the bed and his his hands down on the ground, and he's <laughs> seriously. If you have Hulu, watch this fucking movie. And he's got fucking got some major. Uh, Fucking uh, his, his shorts are way up his butt crack. Oh, they're <laughs> and he's like, "Don't wait up for me." Wink. Yeah, I, he hears the sheet go back, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible." So uh, she goes back to sleep. I don't know how you could sleep after seeing that, but she manages it, and they wake up in the morning, and she's just like, she doesn't know he's gay, dude. And she, so she's that's like, not even how the night ends. After he says, don't wait off for me, she gets all pissy at him. I thought it was later on. Uh, okay, maybe it was. Who cares? So she's pissed because she's like, weren't you going to make a move on me? That's what she's thinking. And she doesn't know he's gay. And he's like, should have made a move, brother? Like he's thinking that. <laughs> and so they get in a fight. I don't even, what was the fight about? Toothbrush etiquette. Okay. And... That was it because they used each other's toothbrush Man. and underwear. <laughs> like stretched out my underwear, bro. Not cool. <laughs> and he's like, I don't, but I'm trying to set up this fucking classic line, but I don't remember what the fuck happened. Yeah, I, I really don't either. I don't, I don't know why remember, they got into a fight. I don't remember how, how the fight starts, but you know, Hulk Rip is trying to be cool about everything, and she just starts giving him so much grief. She rips into him. Yeah, she rips into him. I think it's because he breaks the he he gets into bed after working out. Yes, that's why. And then, uh, as a result, she falls onto him. That, those aren't lights. I'll turn the light on. Turn the light on. You like, know, we're sitting the, in the dark. Right you now, know, people. every light switch in my house is fake. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'll finish this, and then we'll get the lights on. We're giving people a window into this world. Um, so she, he gets into bed because he's had his joke. He's all pouting, so he throws yeah. himself into the bed. Breaks it. She folds over onto him, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, if you wanted some, why didn't you say so? And she gets all fussy about it. it. And then we get into... And then he, he's just like, he, he's like, well, brother, I'm going to go sleep on the couch out, out in the lobby, brother. And she's like, well, you do that. And then he just, he gets really deep Dude. and to, to her core. Yeah. He rips out this line. You build bigger walls than I ever could, brother. And they're like, plus, whoa. Plus, 
The couch in the lobby has a better sense. The couch in the lobby has a better sense of humor than you. And then she, it was like you. He's like he slapped her in the face. She's like, oh shit. She brushes her teeth so vigorously. And he's like, he's right. And then. I guess the, the promo thing's done. They're back in L.A., wherever the fuck they live. Yeah. And we learned this is, oh, my God, this blew my fucking mind. I did not see this coming. People, Sam, sweet, innocent Samantha M. Moore. Samantha M. Moore. She has been working for Brill this whole time. Brill. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so crazy. <laughs> Mr. Procorgus Scrump, he said. <laughs> so. Next thing you know, you're going to be saying Brill. So, yes, we learned. I still don't know what the fucking plan was. Was it to get him to fuck her and she claimed rape? I don't know what it, like, what was the... the that, maybe. I don't know what it was. Because we'll learn later on, Brell likes to use sexual assault as a tactic in his negotiations. Yes, he does. But she's just like, look, he's perfect. You can't get anything on this you guy. You should get to know him. He's really nice. He's got great hair and... His skin is leather, but it's nice. And he's just like, I'll tell you what to think about him, bitch! And he just slaps her! Slap. This even this is so awful. Even uh, Unger and Ordway are disgusted by it. Yeah. Because they're watching the whole thing. They, they fucking cower behind their seats like you saw in the first scene when Hulk's in there and he freaks out. Rip. Excuse me. And then she just, like, runs back to Rip. And so we get the scene. She's got a big bruise on her face. Yeah. It swelled up quick. And, uh, you know, Rip's comforting her. Yes. Did he? Wearing, do- wearing super short shorts. And Again, a, he and a, it was like a peach colored super short shorts and a peach colored tie dye sh- muscle shirt. Apparently, the, the, the mix up of luggage didn't yeah. fix itself because he was wearing her shorts again. Yeah. So he's wearing her shorts, like one of his do, two do rags, <laughs> you know, alternate colors. I don't think he had no do rag here. He was oh. letting it flow out. <laughs> and let it at home, let it flow. Exactly. And well, if you can't be comfortable at home, where can you be comfortable? Thank you. So he's just like, I know what we can do, brother. Let's go bone on the couch. So he, she's like, hey, I can dig that. Uh, yeah. They, they, he says because she is all tears. And then I forget what joke he cracks. He cracks some kind of really j- bad. It was kind of like, uh She's got punched in the face, dude. And yeah, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> she just got punched in the face by her boss. And but he's like, but no, this is my love. He's like, I forgive you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Rip is like, I forgive you. And she's just like, oh, you would. He's like, have you seen a praying mantis rip the head off a cricket? And she's like, ew, no. And he's like, it's pretty hilarious. You want to see it on TV? And so they're laughing now. He pulls her over to the couch, and they start just kind of like light fucking. Getting ready to bone. Except while they're doing it, one of his butt cheeks hits the remote. Because fucking was... Randy leaves the remote on the sofa. <laughs> Randy's always leaving it poking straight out. You're just proving my point. I know. So, just luck would have it. Well, Zeus is probably on every channel. But this, they... The channel, when they turn the TV off, they turn it off on the World Television Network. So it comes back on. And we're seeing another interview. With I thought Zeus. it was just because there was only one channel back well, then. You know, there was. <laughs> and it's like we see this this little uh, interview. And he's like, Zeus. 
this is a cut they're doing, by the way, in the middle of the day. Yeah. That's how long you want. Who knows? We don't know when World Television Networks aired, like, the Tough Guy Network channel. Maybe this was just a promo, so it was a commercial they ran every five minutes, but it just happened to be running at that and time. And he's like, and you notice... He's got like a lazy eye. The camera's like here, okay? He's yeah. Like, he's like looking away from the camera. Like 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 Zeus, I know your eye is looking over there, but the camera's over here. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> we don't, I, And she, she the, the woman interprets that as she's calling out Rip. Yeah. Like you're scared of me, Rip. And Rip kind of is, I think. Rip is definitely not into fighting this guy. Charlie's already told him like he's a murderer, you know. And also, he doesn't wrestle; he just fucking punches people in the face. Like I wouldn't. Well, that's all fucking Rip does in the movie. That's a good point. But I mean, he's supposed to be a wrestler, and it's like, yeah, I would not. If I were a wrestler, I would not want to wrestle somebody who didn't know how to wrestle. Well, then I guess Hogan wouldn't want to wrestle himself. Yeah. But anyway, so, <laughs> so we cut. That's a cheap shot. We cut to, because you know, we learned earlier, Rip's all about the charity. So he's like yeah. at some kind of charity event for underprivileged kids. It's for the kids. It's he's, sports day for the kids. I got a post coming out for it. And this it already came out. Getting back to that whole Rip doesn't know how to wrestle. He has the audacity to like. Encourage some kids who are actually doing real amateur wrestling. Yeah, you're doing it great, brother. You're doing it. You're doing it too. Even though you're losing, you're doing great too, brother. He's just encouraging everybody, inspiring yeah. the shit out of everybody. He's stealing it right from Mr. T. Mr. T, as I've always known, has been super encouraging about everybody. Hulk is basically channeling that. Well, they were tag team at the first WrestleMania. Of course, they they they, they share ideas. Love it. And I've, he's got another spandex. I think he's got the baby blue spandex on for this one. This is when, yeah, he fucking rocks. Again, I'll, I'll have a picture of Rip just looking very, just, he's out of his body at the moment. Um, I haven't posted it yet, but it'll be up tonight. And then we are, I'm like, what the hell is that? Helicopter comes flying in. Fucking Zeus. Lands down right in the middle of the field. Zeus and Brell come out. Is it Brell? Brell. Brell, come out. And I love at this point that you'll notice nobody can open a door. Like, you'll see them, like, trying to open the door. They can't do it. And so Zeus has to throw it open. He does this both when they open and close the door. I was just so mesmerized by Zeus's outfit. He's got, like, I think, like, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin leather vest. But his necklace was what he had. It's like a giant chain with an animal skull. Yes. It's impressive. And he's got, like, the fucking big metal cap boots on and the leather pants. He's looking great. And Gets a- in the fuck. I, I thought he was going to hit a kid, but he doesn't. That would have been great. <laughs> but he just well, he got to inspire a, bri- a rip. Man. So he just gets in, gets all up in fucking, he gets he gets Joe Biden on fucking rip. He's all in his face. Right in his hair. Smells yeah. it. Tells him what kind of conditioner he uses. And he's like, and then he kisses rip around the forehead and goes, I'll kill you. And then Rip, he's got he's got this little Hulk, his Ripomaniacs behind the, him. This is something I wanted to grab. I think it was in this moment, Zeus starts making these weird noises. <laughs> it might it might have been in a minute here when he meets Randy again, but it might have been there. He makes he weird. makes weird noises the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, and 
Yeah, did you want to point out this scene right here? Because when they leave. No, go ahead. I don't know what you're doing here. Okay. Well, I thought you were talking about Randy. But, uh, so. Oh, yeah. My picture will explain it. But I found out for the first time. Thank you. Setting me up. Yeah. As you just tried to throw me on the bus as I'm trying to help you. Oh, no. I didn't realize. Never mind. Um, But, yeah. As. Again, fifteenth time watching this, I've never noticed that Randy is in the background as the uh, helicopter's leaving. We're we're just seeing a shot of Hulk holding back the children, trying to make sure they're safe and everything. And then you see Randy in the background as a clown, <laughs> just looking up so sad. But then there's also this fucking Arrested Development banner in the background. Oh, I love it. And so. Basically, Rip got punked out in front of everybody. Yeah. And he's all crying to himself. He and, is so broken up. Charlie is like, his, his coach is, so, you know, what is he coaching him how to do? Punch I mean, him. Yeah, they're but, like bikinied in their bathtub, bathtub. I mean, hot tub, like just. Charlie, he's got a lot of his, his whole life's invested in Rip. So he's got to like, oh, you did great. Being a bitch is like really good for the kids. I No, I think this was great advice. Yeah, duck a fight. Yeah, you can't exactly. beat him. You're a bitch. Yeah, and he's like, "Thank you, brother." Little yeah. somber. He rip. he he pushed uh, Rip into uh, like he nudged him into the area that I I feel like Rip works best in. You're not really a fighter. You're a wrestler, and also you support all these charities. Fucking, okay. Wh- okay. Run from a fight like a bitch would do, dude. Fucking. Zeus does not want to fight him. He wants to murder him. Well, if you're you're the world heavyweight champion, that should you should just be like whatever. <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not scared of that. <laughs> Didn't we learn anything from Jack Morris? The world champion fears no one. Good. That's why you hate Jack Morris because you would run from Zeus. Because I was Charlie in that scene telling Rip, <laughs> no man. Well, I'm Jack right Morris thing. telling Rip, rip him up, brother. Wow, good callback. So, what? We don't have enough motivation right now. I have any motivation. So, let's get some fucking motivation. Brawl is like, we gotta get to Rip's soft spots. Not under the tush, but under her tush. Yeah, this so, guy, it got really weird. Because at the end of the day, this is a kid's movie. At least it, I think it is. I don't know. It's very weird. PG? It, it probably was. I it was, was probably PG-13 now, was, but I bet it, it was, was PG when it came out. It might have been thir- or, uh, PG when it came out, but it's definitely PG-13. So, yeah, so she's uh, Sam. She's got her arms full with some shit. She's going to her car in the parking garage. Yeah. And this guy, I totally thought they were going to kidnap her. Yeah. No. Well, they're going to... Brell hired a guy to rape her in the parking lot. Broad daylight. So we cut to a scene. She's got her top ripped up. She's, she's got a bra on. It's a kid movie. and But he's going to rape her. And just as luck would have it, Rip just happened to be riding his Harley at the same time. Maybe they were meeting up to go to the diner. Maybe. He's got he's got this fucking sweet ass outfit. It's got jeans on, snakeskin cowboy boots, <laughs> I think like a, 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 a one of those muscle shirts that all he only wears are skin type muscle shirts. I mean, when you got packs like that. The two do rags, wrap around shades. He's looking Let's fly Let's just go ahead and fuck. stop calling them two do rags and start calling them two rags. <laughs> okay, two rags. And, and the wrap around shades. He's looking fucking fly as fuck. And of course, he comes flying in that motorcycle on Harley, the hog, and Sport America, man. Exactly, made in America for now. <laughs> and he, uh, like, I think he drives by and hits the dude, and the guy's like, oh, and he starts running away. 
And there's this weird scene where, like, the guy – so Rip's behind him. The guy is at his back to Rip, and he's looking at Rip through his legs. Like, he's lo- bending over, looking through his legs. Yeah, he has a moment where, like, Rip almost rips his head off, <laughs> and he, he's like, ooh, that was a close call. Rip's behind him, coming at him now. And instead of, like, moving, being, you know, aware of the situation at all, he looks under his legs like it's a fucking cartoon. And, and it's all the time Rip needs because Rip rips it, <laughs> and the, he like basically runs the guy over. He didn't run the guy over because he runs into no, the he guy. Picks him up. So the guy's like pinned against the front of the Harley. Yeah, and, and he's driving so fast at twelve miles an hour that and, the guy can't get off. Yeah, and Rip is just enjoy- he, he just almost witnesses his love of his life allegedly about to be raped, and he's like, "Ha ha, brother!" And then he he rips out. This great line, Harley and me, and you in a tree, brother. And he, and then he hits on the brakes, and the guy goes flying into a tree, hits his oh. head, dies. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha brother. And then, and then, but even though he's, he's laughing, Holy shit. even though he's laughing about murdering a guy, he's also tender. So he rushes. He, he laughs for about ten minutes, and he's like, oh shit, brother, I might as well check out what Sam's doing. And so he runs back, picks her up, God. I hate it when somebody hurts you. Ah! Starts hugging her, just like smuggling her. I hate it when you're scared or you're scared, brother. Or you're scared. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's the fuck. Oh, my. So So, look, Rip, bitch. Randy, not a bitch. He's like, I got to see the Zeus for real. Is he legit or what? Yeah. So he, once again, this is another abandoned Sparks factory, I think. World Trade Networks, TV World, networks. World Television Network. Television Networks. That's World Trade Tower. <laughs> and, yeah, so there's another. This one is not working because it's later at night, and the night shift hasn't arrived yet. So, But it is Sparks Factory, and Zeus is fighting again. And for, some, for a show that has huge ratings, they can only get like 12 people to show up to these fights. Yeah, well, this must I, be like a hipster thing where only the coolest people know where these fights say, are. I was gonna say, I think this is kind of a, like a guerrilla film tactic where they just show up and they didn't have. It's Twitter like bum back fights. Then. Those like DVDs had come out. Kind of, yeah. but it's like they didn't have any social media way to like be like, oh, by the way, right now happening at uh, the Sparks Factory adjacent to the Papa John's is tough guys fight competition. Did we also point out that? Zeus has he has the reverse. Like normally, if you had some of your hair, you would cut it into your hair. He actually shaves his entire head and just leaves a Z of hair on the side of his head. This is the first we're mentioning of that, but yeah, it did. That was that was weird. And so Randy sees he's the real deal because he once again he murders somebody. And then they're leaving, and he's got his guys rip him shirt on, of course. Well, him and Craig. Craig. Craig the friend. They both had beautiful, big 80s hair. Yes, they did. And so they're running away because the cops show up. Okay. Because a murder happens, <laughs> as always. Every They're just filming these murders. Like, they... every tough guy competition ends in murder. So finally, <laughs> the cops are like, well, we're just going to stand by make sure murder doesn't happen. Uh, so they're running away, okay. and they happen to run into... Uh, wow. Zeus and Brel and Odile and Ungro, and uh, so they pick them up and they're just like, "Get the oh, uh, wait a minute! Oh wow, what do you got under here?" And they like look under their jackets and they're like, "Oh, you're both Rip fans." And Craig, instead of being cool about it, is like, "Hey, 
We're not just rip fans. Randy well, here. Well, first, Brel goes, great. We're making some converts yeah, 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 here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and Craig yeah. was offended by it. That's right. right. Yeah. We're not just rip fans. Randy is Rip's brother. Wink. He sounds brother. <laughs> and Jesus Christ. And so they're like, oh, really? And Rip, he's like, Zeus, come here for a minute. Yeah, they're like, we want you to meet some talent. Real talent, you know? And so Rip, uh, Rip uh, Zeus comes over and he's like, Zeus, this here is Rip's little brother. Ah! This is again another sound effect I wanted to get for this moment. I couldn't get it. And then he starts. It was like the weakest beatdown I've ever seen. He just punches Randy a couple times. Well, yeah, they, like Brel's like, Rip is a turd dried up on the hood of my Chevelle when I drive it over the beach. And Randy is super offended by that, so he punches Zeus in the face. And Zeus is like, I'm not going to take that. So okay. he hits He's him. defending himself. Yeah, he punches him like in the throat, and then he kicks him in the ribs. Which, unfortunately, par- turns, <laughs> turns him into a quadriplegic. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, hey, Murray, if I uh, explain it as basically him being Stephen Hawking by the end of it, uh, is that too far? And he was uh, like... An inch too far. And so this, like Popeye, Rip is all like, oh, I can stands and I can't stands no more. So he shows up at Zeus's gym. And we know it's Zeus's gym because there's a giant neon Z on the side on the wall. And for some reason, there's pictures of uh, Rip everywhere. I guess he's trying yeah. to get motivated. Well, that dick would get you motivated anytime, right? And he just starts destroying the gym because there's a wrestling ring in there. He tears the mat off. Nah, that, that'll show you. And he starts throwing weights around everywhere. And while that's going on, there's a closed circuit TV like camera in there. Yeah. And Brelling are, Brel are watching. They're like, our pl- I love it when a plan comes together. Oh. This is their, always their plan. Dude, I fucking love the A-Team. And there's like these TVs, TVs that have this like uh, speech that uh, Brel is giving to Zeus about Brel rips a piece of shit. Rip says you're worse than worms. <laughs> <laughs> and you there's nowhere. There's nothing worse you can tell somebody than they're worse than worms. <laughs> you tell me I'm worse than worms every time you come over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the, you don't have the podcast ready. You're worse than worms. <laughs> and so he's like throwing these giant old school '80s TVs everywhere. And then it, this this had to have been a call out to Enter the Dragon because he goes in a room. It's, it, unlike Enter the Dragon, was a room full of mirrors. Yes. There's just one mirror. One mirror. <laughs> but it's got a projection of Zeus on it. Yeah. And so it's kind of unlike the Bruce Lee movie where there's 50 million of the guy and Bruce can't tell who it is. I think even Rip can figure this one out. So he throws like a barbell, like a dumbbell, through the mirror. Dude, I don't think we know the severity of Ripomania or <laughs> a.k.a. Hulkamania. Maybe the only reason why he's able to target that energy is because he's in a ring with one person. If you put him in a room with a mirror or a shiny object, maybe it just freaks the fuck out. Well, he did because he throws the dumbbell through the mirror, and then we see there's like a slide machine behind it that was projecting the Zeus thing, and he hear, "He's a worm." He's like Zeus, Zeus. There's a lot of the screaming of the word Zeus in this movie yeah. when they're not saying Jackal. And Jackal. 
Or, oh, excuse me, jackass. Jackass! Jackass is actually funny. So he's saying, well, actually, I, I realize now it's one letter different from jackass. Yes, that was jackass. the thing. Yes, it took you yeah. that long. Yeah, that was how, that's why I said the, the writer thought he was so clever when he said that. That really is, yeah. And so. No credit. Just going to say jackass <laughs> again. Jackass. Jackass. And so finally, <laughs> Rip's stupid ass realizes he sees the camera. So he grabs the bar from a barbell and hurls it like a javelin, javelin like an Olympic yeah. athlete. He hits Beautiful. like fucking Ronda Rousey in the Olympics. He hits <laughs> it right into the into this like perfect right into the lens of this tiny yeah, lens. Yeah, nailed it. And it just freaks out everybody. Well, Brell, he's loving every minute of it. But the underlings, yeah, Udale and Odorous, are <laughs> like Ugh. they're freaked out. They're freaked yeah. out by everything. But now. Now that uh, Rip's gotten kind of over this anger, he's got to go check on Randy. And this is where we get this fucking... Again, we tried to address this podcast early on by the montages we expected to see. I don't think we were expecting to see a dual montage where you have a trainer and a rehabilitator. No. But before we get that, we get the scene where Randy's in bed. He's got the black guy. He's in the neck brace. He's got an IV. I don't know why. And so, well, we say he's quadriplegic now because he got kicked once in the ribs. Yes. <laughs> Paralyzed him. Apparently he hit so hard he broke his back. Yes. And this, you know, we talked last week about how Piper was pretty, he was actually for a wrestler. He's probably one of the better, like, actors. Hogan, I can't say this the same for because no, he sucks. He gives this performance, like, he's trying to really emote. He's in mourning. He's got the black and white outfit on. <laughs> Got the fucking two rag on. Black and white two rag. I love it. Like Charlie's asleep. <laughs> fucking Sam's reading a book. <laughs> well, he's like totally distraught. It's and, fucking hop on pop for a Dr. Seuss. And, Randy's an adult. And and he's just like, Randy, I love you, brother. Brother. And he's holding his hand. He's like, then, then he's got like, you know, they sprayed some petroleum jelly in his eyes because he's got these fake tears coming down. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I love you, brother, brother. And non-responsive. He's in a coma. Yep. And then we get, like you said, the dual montage, which we've had before. We had a triple montage in one movie, but this is a double. This is a double montage. But I think the rehabilitating, maybe? No, we had that cage. Cage Yeah. Rehabilitating. Because we point, we, we. We both pointed out to each other at the beginning of this, before we started recording that, okay, we get the one scene where fucking Zeus is training like a madman. He's fucking doing the rowing machine. He's, he's doing jump rope. like everything. He's fucking doing fucking Tybo. Uh, he's kicking the fucking pillar, he's, and John he, Claude is just freaking out. <laughs> yeah. He's punching cinder blocks. Yeah. He's doing everything. Meanwhile, Rip's not training at all for this match. No. This is the match of his life. He's been, like, terrified of this guy The hardest for an work hour. he's doing is putting the spandex on and the do- <laughs> two-rad well, that, That's a hell of a workout. Clearly. Maybe that's all he needs. But he's he's helping his brother work out because his brother can't walk. I don't... What the fuck was he? Was he quadriplegic or paraplegic? Because there's a scene where he's walking, like his arms on those like yeah, those yeah, rails, yeah. like yeah. much like a cage, and he's like learning to walk. So his arms apparently work there. Yeah. But then later on, he they like can't work. move his arms at all. 
They, it comes they, and goes. Paralysis, you know, it comes and goes. And they couldn't quite figure out how <laughs> paralyzed he was, so they just kept making it up as they went along. But you get all the classic scenes. Like, we just saw it in Cage when Reb was trying to rehabilitate exactly. Lou. It's exactly him. He's reading a children's book to his brother. Yeah. He's teaching him how to tie his shoes. And that shit was on YouTube, so I know everybody watched it. <laughs> so they know what we're talking about. Well, here. I don't know. I couldn't see much of it because <laughs> it was a horrible version. There's a good copy. <laughs> I um, couldn't find it. So and, yeah. let's get to this match already, man. Okay, this is it for all the marbles. So Rip finally agrees to the match. World TV Television Network, of course, is going to sponsor it. They get the beautiful octagon. It's still a prototype from the octagon you would see yeah. nowadays. Yeah, it's not a cage. It, it's, it's like a get, wrestling ring. It's getting close. Excited. Yeah. And we also, like every classic uh, fight movie we get the rich people and their tuxedos in the evening gowns. this is the creme de la creme of people this yeah. is those scumbags from that bar that was garbage wrestling fans yeah these are, these are people who love to watch people fight to the death exactly. which are classy people which is like you've talked about on the podcast many times before what you want yes totally yeah i think when Brell were- was actually i <laughs> put internet to me oh okay <laughs> so you oh never mind um, so yeah so you got Sam. You got everybody coming into the arena. They're getting ready to see Rip. They're getting ready to get into well, the corner. This is what I love. We get a scene of Brell and his underlings. He's like, is everything ready? Wink. Like, you know what, boss? Because they have this master plan, which is the dumbest fucking plan around. But we'll get it. We'll explain it. It's not complicated. There is no plan. Because what happened? They're what do like, you mean? There is a plan. No. Oh, yeah. Here's the plan. Okay. So Rip, he's, he's preparing... Once again, gay lover, because he's like, I can't go on unless Randy goes on, brother. Charlie's like, you can do it. And he's like, I can't. Where's Randy? He's always here for me, brother. And blood. we, we see, water. of course, because he's quadriplegic, it takes longer to get him ready. But he's got the nice tux on. He's in his Stephen <laughs> Hawking fucking wheelchair. He's got the neck brace like a fucking 80s wrestler would wear. <laughs> and and uh, Sam, Sam's, Sam's got the nice She's got the nice evening gown on. Craig looks like shit. And they're wheeling him. He's like, so here's the plan, guys. Get them in the elevator. And they had like some like uh, security guards or something in the elevator with them. Elevator goes up. Once they get off on their floor, wait until they wheel Randy off, even though that's the guy that Rip really loves and cares yeah, about. Yeah, it's true. Wait until they do it, and then you grab Sam and then shut the elevator door. <laughs> that's the plan that they had that, to work on. Yeah, it's still a plan. It's not great, but <laughs> yeah. it's still a plan. So thank you. We've captured Sam. She is now in the booth with Brell and guards and 14 armed guards. No, no, no. She's not with Brell. She's with the underlings. Brell yes. has his own, like, deluxe, That's like, right. control room. He's got the control room. It's like a skybox slash control yes, room. Yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. All glass, so you can watch every angle. Brother, I got to tell you, you can watch the match live. You can watch the match on Broadcast TV. And so, yeah, Sam is locked up because apparently. That's gonna stop Rip. Like you think he's, you would capture his brother who can't yeah. fight. And by the way, well, fuck. It takes they. They were right though because he can't go down fucking stairs, and they must have <laughs> shut off the elevators because Rip's just like hello. Or I'm sorry, Randy. Hello, can someone help me? The elevator doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't shut off the elevators, and I'll 
get into that later on. Yeah, it was a great scene. But he's just like stuck there for a while. No, they they go. Oh well, we can't save her. Let's go watch the fight. They just shut off the whole Randy storyline. You get a call from Brell to uh, the Rip, and he's like, "I got, I got your lady. What are you gonna do about it?" And you see Hawk just. Great, it's like I what would you call this action? Just mulling over, mulling the... over his his fake beard that's there because apparently he's gay. Uh, he's just like, oh shit, Sam, you got Sam. Oh man, how's Randy doing? Who who is that? <laughs> Samantha M. Moore. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I love her. Don't do that to her. He and loves wearing her underwear. They're just <laughs> they're just like Brel tells him ten minutes. Make the match look good. Right. Be competitive, and then in 10 minutes, it's lose. And lose hard. And by that, I mean let Zeus murder you. Yeah, This is a match for murder, by the way. Yeah. You can do do this in network TV. It's a black tie gala. That just shows how wishy-washy you millennials are. We can murder people on TV in the 80s. You can't do that now. I fucking watch all kinds of shows that had murder in it. That's fake. This is real. That was fake? This is blood sport. So anyway, Sam, she's in the other control room. They're, they got a wall full of monitors. Apparently, they need to see 12 different angles of this boring fight. It is really boring. It has... Uh, What's well, this punching? It's all this punching. It started at this point, right? Yeah. And it is literally that. It's it's about as boring as the beginning fight with Rip the Brooker or whatever his name was. Jake Bullet. Jake Bullet. Okay, and so yeah, but it's it's exciting for the underlings because they're wrapped in attention. They they they're just like, oh my god, this is so amazing. So Sam, well, they have a live bim counter and they're just counting the bims. Oh, the bims, and so Sam's like, now's my move. So she just ding ding ding. Of course, they didn't lock the door, so yeah. she just walks out and they're like, hey, and they she, chase she it. Walked out. and then she goes running, runs the elevator, pushing every button. Stop, stop. and then. It's a great scene. The guy leaps, gets his like tips of his fingers on the door. He can't, he can't pull on the door. He's just lying on the floor with the tips of his finger on the door. Wow! And then it goes, cunt closes, and then she takes off. Sam Plan foiled. So she f- makes her way down to the arena. Meanwhile, Rip's been letting Zeus kick his ass. Yeah. And then he sees her. He's like, he's like down the ground. He's like blurry. His eyes are coming in and out of focus. And then he sees her, and then he sees his lover Randy, and yeah, Randy didn't make it to ringside. Yeah, he's been Stephen there the whole Hawk, time. Yeah. He, he just shrugged his you're, shoulders. You're, and you're, Sam. You're, you're right. So he's been there breathing into his tube because he can't breathe on his own. <laughs> yes, he's at a very he's sad in a ventilator. State. He's in an iron lung. They wielded it out, <laughs> and then Hulk gets fucked. And then he sees. Is this where he sees the little movement on the hand? <laughs> Not quite yet. Okay. <laughs> there is that moment. Oh my! So Zeus is still controlling the match at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, which means they're just—he's punching. Rip he's, in the face. He 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 hasn't hit quite. Zeus Hulk. had a great outfit though. He had these giant shoulder pads with like yeah. tin foil on them. Yeah. And then he rips that off, and he had the headband. It was pretty sweet. But he hasn't hit Rip enough to go into Ripamania. So. Zeus actually at this point, like Sam has been escorted down to the ring by Charlie and uh, what was the friend's name? Chuck? Craig. Craig. Uh, because a couple of guards try to stop him and they like fucking break their necks or something. So they get her down the ring. And uh, so Zeus rips one of the octagon no poles. No pun intended. 
Oh, I see what you did there. Fucking yeah. stupid. Um, I didn't I, think of it. <laughs> it's a good point. Out of the ground, and he's going to. Stab. Well, first he went. Apparently, we got to add that in there. He was channeling Frankenstein for some yeah. reason. So he rips off the one of the turnbuckle poles, and Rip is in the middle of the ring. Stabs through it. By the way, this hole he punctures into the ring, never to be seen again. It's in the middle of the ring, not anymore. Uh, the fucking shamwowed right over that. Boom, gone. Tough acting, tough acting. So. The, this match will continue because Rip avoids the stab of a metal pole. And uh, he, he's just, he really doesn't have anything left in him, though. Like, that dodge just, like, took it out of him. <laughs> it's the dodge. Yeah. It's like, Randy. So he starts getting hit again, but that's when he notices. I think he got put into a sleeper hold. Probably. And that's when he No! Noticed. What he did, it was the most bizarre headlock I've ever seen where he's like holding on like that. <laughs> like 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 Zeus has his arms crossed and like one hand's on like Hulk's face and one hand's on his jaw. Like, I don't know what that was. No one will know the joy I know of seeing you realize, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and it's like that's I think he out of the corner of his eye, he sees Rand, he's like, rip him, rip him. Rip him. And then he just sees Rip his up. pinky just moves. Because this ta- pinky. Because he's quadriplegic again. He he was his par- like paraplegic. Now he's quadriplegic again. There were some setbacks in rehab. Yeah. And so he moves it. And then if you didn't know, if you see it on a laser disc, he does the little rip sign. He just rips out little rip sign. Oh. <laughs> and that just totally infuses Rip with like new energy. It's like re- drinking like 12 monster energy drinks. He leaps up. Hulk rips up. He and just starts pummeling Zeus. He goes from being like moderately sweaty to like drenched in sweat. Yes. So his hair, like out of the first scene, he's like throwing his hair on. It looks like he just got done with the shampoo. And he's taking control pro? of the fight. And things are going terribly for Zeus. And Zeus. so Zeus is just like, fuck this. I'm going to get out of this goddamn ring. But Zeus can't. I mean, he's the heel. Right, he can't be fair about it. Right. So before on his, he goes, yeah, on his way out, or before he goes, what? What did he do? Are you talking about before he goes up to the? Yeah, you're going. You're going oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So like he's he's like, you know, usually when you go by the fans, you like high five them or whatever. But of course, he's a heel, so he's like kneeing them in the gut and everything. He throws Sam down on the ground, but then he gets to Randy and he looks Randy in the face and he's just like. Fuck you. He throws him to the ground, kicks him in the rib again. Yeah. What did we we learn later it was actually the greatest medicine he could have done. <laughs> yeah. Because that totally infuriates Rip. And so he chases him. And so they go up to the, the, the skybox where Brell's at. Twenty five feet up. And they start fighting some more, and it's very boring. It's, it's just guys throwing punches at each it, other. It is. It's not wrestling, it's just punches. And punches. then we get the move where so like uh uh, Zeus is like dead on his feet. He's like out of it. But he's standing right on the edge. Meanwhile, Brel's losing his mind for some reason, and he just starts throwing like cameras and ripping out like wiring. I think and he shit. was trying to cut the feed okay. because he didn't want to see people see, uh, have people see that his, Zeus his, is losing. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and so he's just dead on his feet. He's like tearing. He gets blown off 
would like it to go, and he would just fall over. But that's not enough for for Rip. He does the, his Ooh. finishing move, the double axe handle, a comeback man comes down, comes right down on Zeus's head. Zeus goes flying off the ledge, right in the middle of the ring. Hole was was fixed. Dude, I just love seeing this whole slow motion effect of him flying through the air because, like you mentioned, that kick to Randy's ribs healed up. So while he's Flowing through the air, you see Randy cheering. Arms in the air, he's like dancing now. It's like, wait, what? Paraplegic to dancing? Yeah, it was weird. It was insane. Like, Sam is just like, eyes fixed on Rip. Just, oh, oh God. So Zeus, it so bad. Zeus took about, you're right, it was slow motion. So it took about 10 minutes for the fall. But he goes, lands right in the middle of the ring, and the ring collapses. Collapses. And then it's like, yeah, Zeus has been vanquished. And then Rip turns around. He's got one enemy left. One more murder to do. Throws a chair through. Because this whole like camera well that uh, Brel was in, the control room is like windowed off. So he throws a chair in there. And Brel's like, oh, no, my doom is right there. And doesn't he, he just falls back like cowering, and then he lands into like some, uh, yeah, some wires. He's been ripping out all those wires, so he happens no to like put one up his butt or something, and it fucking kills, kills him. him. Yeah, just kills him. Blood pouring out his kills mouth. Yeah. It and, looked like uh, the melting scene out of Indiana Jones. And then Rip turns around, sees the love of his life, Randy, and he actually says like Randy in like this creepy way. And then he rips him. There's a rip sign, and then boom, cut to the credits. Boom. When Hulk comes to town, you better know he's gonna rip you to town. Wait, no, 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 shit. I don't know what that was. Anyways, uh, Murray, this went for forever, like we expected it to. Well, you had to break this fucker down. This is an amazing movie. It's one of my favorites. I hope you enjoyed it, watching it for the first time. Better than over the first top. time all the way through. Um, I don't shit. I don't know. I think they're on the same level. I don't Probably. Know. Probably. I mean, they were very, in, they, well, they're very, they fit our show and that they were very 80s. Yes. I'll say that much. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to watch it again, but there was some definitely some like, there's, holy shit moments I had watching this There's going to be so many scenes where you reflect on, you're like, wow, that happened. And you're going to chuckle to yourself. Movies yeah. full of them. I mean, I can't wait to share a bed with a woman and do push-ups. Thank you. She can look. Been there, life. done that. It's the best thing you'll ever do in your life. Uh, Anyways, so Griff, um, yeah. I don't know because we didn't we didn't plan out what the next movie was going to be. So I don't. I know. thought we did. Is it? I did, <laughs> your mouth is covered by a thing. You can write it. You can just like move the mic away from your face. I didn't think we were going to do that. Well, what were we going to fucking do? Stop I don't know. with me. I, I love this. Oh, is that, that what the movie we're going to do? I don't know. What is it? I don't know what it is. Well, let's just say it's going to be a surprise next week because we'll, we'll just do that tweet one. it out. or We'll, we'll, we'll do that one. I'm going to set it up. Okay. All right. Speak. I'm glad you brought up over the top, Griff, because we're going to go back to Stallone Town, and we're going to not only Stallone, we're going to do another guy. I... He's one of my favorites. I'm assuming he's one of your favorites, too. Mr. Kurt Russell. Kurt, well, I've talked about Kurt Russell. Snake Plissken. Mm. Greedy. Jack Burton. I don't remember his first name in this movie, but the last name is Cash. That's right, fellas. Tango and Cash next week. 
We're going big or go home. So, all you wrestling fans, I hope you enjoy WrestleMania this week. I will not be watching it. I'm rooting for Ronda. I hope you are too, Griff, because you were so cruel to her. And uh, we'll see you next week for Tango and Cash, so keep it warm.